Welcome to the Star Trek Warp Top 10 Podcast, the Star Trek Podcast. We shove a new top 10 in your face every every episode. Uh, I am your co-host, Phil Rizzo, and as always, I am joined by... Luke Boyle. Hey, everybody, it's Luke Boyle. You know Luke. You remember Luke from around the way? What's, What's going on, Lucas? Uh, nothing, man. Nothing. Yeah. Just excited. Excited to be back. We've been doing this. I know. We haven't done this in 17 months at this it's point. It's been at least 17 months, I feel mm-hmm. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we're doing it now, and that's that's what's important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so, uh, so what's uh, what's going on in your in your Trek world, man? What 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 are you doing these days? Uh, well, mostly I've just been uh, doing a lot of rewatches for for this episode. Actually, lots nice. of uh, lots of uh, season finales. Um, some I some I haven't seen as well. So that was cool. Oh, really? Oh, I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, just let you know, I haven't seen every single episode of every Star Trek ever. Well, who um, has, really? Not oh, yet. Everybody listening to this, right? Just not Everyone us. listening to this and you. And so. uh, no, not me. Are you kidding me? Oh, you're yeah, so you're 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 still deep in your TOS uh, rewatch or oh, watch. Okay. Thanks watch. for bringing it up cuz I am yeah. yeah, I'm right up against City on the Edge of Forever, baby. That's the next mm. episode. Excellent. I just watched The Alternative Factor, which was not good. Um, <laughs> I don't remember that one, actually. It was fun to watch. It was a great premise. Like, apparently, this guy um, was chasing himself through alternate dimensions. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. Crazy beard. Uh, the makeup was just horrible. But, um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No offense to whoever did the makeup on the original series. Um, yeah. No yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. I insulted the makeup person on the original series. I so, think you're, uh, insult, you're more insulting the line producer. The, <laughs> the budget just was never there for that stuff. I know. <laughs> no, all kidding aside, I'm really loving the rewatch. The, the um, uh, original series watch, I'm loving watching it for the first time, and I absolutely can't wait to finally watch City on the Edge of Forever. And you know, oddly enough, um, spoiler alert here a little bit. Um, I never thought I would see the Guardian of Forever before watching the original series uh, episode I'm about to watch, but you know, I caught it yeah, somewhere right? else, and that, that was kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it was cool. Because um, yeah. I did get the reference, even though I'd never seen the original episode it was based right. on. So, yeah, so, a lot of fun. Yeah. Yep. So I'm doing that, and I got to tell you, I'm also rewatching, um, you know, the other shows just for you know, just for fun mm-hmm. outside of the uh, the finales. But I, <laughs> I, I can't help but bring this up. I just rewatched um, Angel One. It's it's the uh, Next Generation uh, first season episode where they go to the to female planet. Yes. It, I, 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 I totally forgot. I couldn't believe, and I've seen this episode multiple times, but I couldn't believe, mm-hmm. I haven't watched it in years, couldn't believe how silly, how silly Troy and Yar were acting towards Riker. <laughs> really? When really? he put when he put the outfit on they made him wear and he's got the, the bulging, <laughs> hairy chest. I mean, they were yeah. acting like 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 little schoolgirls. I couldn't believe it. They were giggling and like like <laughs> like like melting into each other as they're giggling, you know, like girls do to hide awesome. from the world, really. But like <laughs> It was, I mean, it was, it was cute and it was funny, you know, and it's the first season of Next Gen, so it's it's got a special place in my heart. And, it, you know, it's a little yep. silly, but of course. oh, my God. Like, I mean, I have to imagine that the chief of security on a starship and someone who must hold the PhD, the Betazoid equivalent of a PhD, like, would have to act more professionally than this at some point. Like, it's <laughs> Not when it comes to Riker. I guess not, man. Riker's got that effect. <laughs> it just blew, it blew me away, man. I, I was dying. 
I feel like Troy probably lost like a really good uh, comrade when Yara passed away. Right? I don't think her and Crusher are very close. No, I, I was going to say, I, outside yeah. the skimpy exercise scene with the two of them, <laughs> yet they again, both yeah. had G-strings yeah. with clothes on, like, they, uh, <laughs> that was such, that was an odd, like, that was clearly a, a, you know, let's talk about sex as women scene, <laughs> just put in there. I loved it. Right. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, she, she did, but she lost her, like, her gal pal, right? Because Crusher was all about Picard and mm-hmm. just kind of doing her, doing her thing. And Troy's just walking yeah. around listening to all the men's thoughts Right. Can't be fun. They're um, feeling their feelings, at least. <laughs> You're right. I know, right? She's not. <laughs> Although, I mean, she does. She's telepathic with Riker, so. Yeah. Her Imzadi. Um, so, yeah. So, that that was, that was, it was fun to rewatch that. I was at it. That's time. awesome. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, before we get to our, to our, um, our top 10, which, uh, as you may know from the title of the pod or what Luke mentioned before, top 10 season finales. Uh, we're going to come at you with that. But before that, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, I got something. So from the previous episode, uh, we were trying, we, Luke had Stephen Hawking as one of his, you know, favorite guest stars. Great, great, great guest star. Um, he was playing poker with Data and Sir Isaac Newton, and we could not think of the fourth person <laughs> playing poker with them. And it, it was, it was, I, I might have even said, no, it wasn't this guy, but it was definitely, it was Albert Einstein. I don't know how we didn't remember that. Who um, else would He would be the first who, choice. Who else, who else would it be? The most important also- physicist in history, in, in human history, <laughs> right. at least. Who else would be even like like close to you know Stephen Hawking? Like, no. who, who, no. I should say, who would Stephen Hawking be close to? Right, right. Einstein. Yeah, and, and Einstein. He's been on the show like twice at least. Like he was on with yeah. uh, Barkley. He was he was doing uh, grand unification theory uh, things with Barkley on the uh, holodeck. That's right. When he got all when he got all smart, you know. Um, <laughs> right. So we missed that one for sure. And Luke, you had a little bit of housekeeping from our first episode. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. So we were talking about the uh, motion picture and uh, Decker mentioning that Voyager had disappeared into what used to be known as a black hole, which was intriguing since black holes are very much called black holes now. <laughs> what the hell is it called now? Yeah. Um, and, and we were trying to, you know, we were wondering like, well, when the movie was made, even then it, they were definitely called black holes. And so, yes, I can confirm um, they really, it, the nickname of black hole did come about um in the late 60s um oh, okay. when a, a student suggested it to um john wheeler who was like a, a leading leading uh general relativ- relativity uh researcher um and specifically black holes so a student apparently suggested it to him in 1967 but what i mentioned on the episode was that in the uh original uh series episode one of the original series episodes, they referred to it, I thought, as a dark star, but I went back and checked, and it was Black Star. Um, and the episode was Tomorrow is Yesterday from the first season. Episode oh, I just watched 26 that 26 or what that's worth. Didn't, okay. didn't catch that. Yeah, so it was, it was actually, they didn't even show, I don't think they showed it. It was just um, in the captain's log in the beginning, he mentioned that they got caught in the gravity well of a, of a black star. Oh, you know, um, I've probably just been to two yeah. together, two and two together. That it was a black hole, kind of. I just figured, oh, yeah, right, black stars are out there too. Yeah, you probably just glossed over that that uh, that phrase. I sure did. So yeah. Anyway, good job. So if anyone cares, that's the episode. Hey man, I care. I know. All right, thank you, Doctor Space. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see you next time. See you next time on Doctor Space. <laughs> All right, man. So we got a top ten for you. Let's dive in, buddy. You ready? Yeah, go. All right, top 10 finale. So a quick word about how I made my list. Um, So it occurred to me as I'm running through my list and narrowing it down 
that there are two different types of finales. Apparently, there's one finale that's sort of a standalone um, that kind of comes out of nowhere with a great story and a great cliffhanger, maybe. And then there's the other finale that was sort of uh, the culmination of a buildup. Um, mm-hmm. More of the modern, um, the, the uh, more recent shows kind of have that, Discovery, Enterprise, um, as opposed to some of the standalone sort of cliffhangers, uh, finales that were great, that are on my list. Um, so I kind of just, whatever I felt was, um, you know, what I had the most fun watching pretty much uh, made my list. Um, and it just occurred to me that there were two different types. And, uh, hmm. you know, they, some, the ones, uh, you know, that are sort of a culmination, they have a sort of momentum that builds up and it helps the finale, uh, be a little more enjoyable, I think. But then, then again, some of the high ones were, uh, were standalone. So just a little mm-hmm. insight into how I, uh, how I went down my list. And I think it's great. Um, I also was very excited that I have six different shows represented on this bad boy. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I was really happy about that. It's not just Voyager, Next Gen, and Deep Space this week, kids. Okay, I'm, I'm diving all over the place. All right, I I think well, I got f- I think I got four represented here. Oh no, five, five. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, my methodology, as usual, was not nearly as uh, precise as yours. It was just yeah, which ones are cool and which ones uh, did I enjoy um, first time around, and I had to refresh my memory on 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 some of them and. Realize, oh yeah, there's that one, and uh, forgot about that one. So, um, yeah. Uh, long story short, uh, I just did what was cool in my brain. And again, I think that's awesome. Like, like honestly, like the whole idea of the top ten again is is just to have fun talking about Star Trek. So I, I like the idea that the way we structure our top tens, the way we come up with them, it, it's keep it free, keep it loosey goosey. I love that. And if you guys want to throw top tens on, you know, um, your own top ten, however you want to put it together, it's fine with us, man. We're just happy to read it and happy to talk about Star Trek. Um, I love that about this podcast. So, man, I'm ready. You ready? Let's yes. do this. I'm going to kick it off. How's that sound? Do it. Number ten, Zero Hour uh-huh. Enterprise. Wow. Enterprise. Wow. I've never even seen the final season of Enterprise. Correct. But – Going back and watching all these bad boys, Enterprise made my list here. So Zero Hour was the end of season three. Um, it was the end of the Zindi arc, which I did truly enjoy. Um, I had forgotten how action-packed this episode was. Mm. Um, a lot of great stuff. You know, what? I've only seen it twice now. I watched it when it first aired, and then I uh, rewatched it. Um, so, you know, I love the fact that there was a couple things going on. I know that they were trying to hunt down the spheres and I, I mean, I, I, I don't know it as well as I know, you know, some of the other finales on the list, but I had a lot of fun rewatching it. Mm-hmm. The action was great. I loved, um, the fact that they tied up, uh, the Zindi arc pretty well. And who doesn't love that weird freaking Planet of the Apes, Planet of the Apes style cliffhanger? You know what I mean? Um, if, 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 I don't know if you remember or not, but at the end, you know, they, they wake up in like, like the army hospital and there's like, you know, there's like Twilight Zone um, pig faces or some shit on on oh. like the soldiers. It was such a had such yeah, a weird like yeah like um you know um Eye of the Beholder Twilight Zone and uh, Planet of the Apes style um, cliffhanger. Right. Now the fact that I didn't think it was great enough, I guess, to watch the final season and see what happened <laughs> was probably why it's number ten on my list. Yeah, but um I I, I liked it a lot uh, and and the rewatch was a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, so Enterprise. Enterprise jumps in at number ten. That's cool. That's cool. I don't remember. I I I probably remember. Me, you, and Jenny watched it together. I remember that. I I I know that we did. I don't actually remember <laughs> it. Um, right. I know you do. And I know Jenny does. Yeah. I uh, Enterprise. Um, I, I almost remember nothing about Enterprise. It's it's sad. I need. I think I mentioned it before. I definitely have it on my queue in my brain to uh, to do a rewatch. 
Um, I gotta say, what I'm rewatching, I'm really enjoying. Like even like yeah. you know, I watched uh, three episodes for this finale, and just a couple here and there, just just to, that I remember that I liked just from the title, and uh, I'm really really enjoying. It. I definitely can't wait to, to do that rewatch. Nice, and definitely check out the fourth season. Nice, cool. All right, at my number ten is. Deep Space Nine Season 2 Closer, um, The Gem Hadar. Um, I don't even think I saw this one uh, when it originally aired. I've seen bits and pieces of it for sure, but um, so I, re- I rewatched it all the way through, and it was pretty cool because, first of all, it was the first appearance of the Gem Hadar. Uh, and the Vorta, and, if I'm not mistaken. And the Vorta, and the Dominion in, in general, I believe. Uh, now, Quark mentions that the Ferengi have been trying to uh, open up negotiations trade negotiations with the dominion for a while but um but i'm pretty sure you know we've never heard that as viewers of the show we have heard the name before oh really so i believe the dominion was i think they were first mentioned in the episode sanctuary where the screens are trying to flee from the gamma quadrant to bajor they're trying to make bajor their their force their forsaken um not forsaken their um prophesized um Final yeah, destination. Right, right. And and I know that the main screen woman mentioned the Dominion in that episode. That may have been the first mention of it. Okay. But you're right. Quark was definitely trying to make deals, and so was Grand Naked Zek with the Dominion. Okay. But I think you're right as far as this is the first appearance, I think, of the Dominion. Uh, definitely. Yeah, I think, well, <laughs> almost, uh, correct me if I'm wrong out there, but yeah, I think it was definitely the first appearance of, of the Gemadar and the, um, uh, the Vorta. I think you're 100% right, I think. Yeah. Okay. We're probably both wrong. But anyway, it was a cool episode because it was definitely the first time that Cisco gets to see either of them, to, to meet either of, uh, of those species. So what was cool was was um, was when the Gemadar, one of the Gemadar, uh, they beam onto the, the bridge of DS9. Mm. They call it the bridge on the, on the space station? Ops. Ops, yeah. Right. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I, knew, I knew that didn't sound right. It's the bridge of the station, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so the, uh, Gemadar beams on board and they put him into like a, like a containment field. Then he suddenly just like calmly walks through the containment field. Like yeah, it's not yeah, even yeah. there. Cause they kind of phase, right? They kind of like, it's not like a transporter. Yeah. They kind of like phase into. I think, they yeah, go, I, can't, I, I want to keep watching from that point. Um, uh, definitely just to, to, to refresh my memory about everything. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that was, uh, pretty scary actually. I mean, that's, I mean, I think I think most critics will tell you, um, maybe most fans, I don't know, tell you like, like, yeah, when the Dominion really kicks off at the end of the second season, the, you know, the search parts one and two at the beginning of the third season, that's when it really, the show really, you know, finds its own identity. Um, and then, of mm-hmm. course, you know, with Worf in season four, it really takes off. But yeah, that's good. You know, I looked at that one. Um, didn't make my list, mm-hmm. believe it or not. But, I, I, you know, I shouldn't say that. Spoilers, you know, about the list. But that's a great pick, man. Yeah, it was good. The other thing is um, uh, at the very end, when they figure out uh the vorta that that um came back to ds9 with them it was actually a member of the dominion mm. um you have no um, idea what you've and, and begun or something right yeah yeah or yeah, something like that i should have wrote it down but then she beams away like off ds9 that was like kind of startling because i mean i don't think there was any ships in the area unless i'm forgetting or i miss or i, I know it. i think you're right like where the hell did she go well, that's the, yeah. And where did the Gemadar come from right. uh, as well? He might've come from a ship too. I can't remember, but I feel like, no. Some sort of new technology. Yeah. yeah. So they, they transport like through the wormhole? I, I mean, can't remember they, if that's they like to, something they, they can much, do. No, they, they can't do that. Um, but they definitely had okay. to, because even if, even if the communications array wasn't even set up yet through the wormhole from season three. So 
they had to have come through on some sort of vessel. But again, like right, it's a, there's so mysterious. That was that was part of the um part of the like you said, it was kind of scary. It was part of like the the mess yeah. that the Dominion yeah, was. Exactly. Like a, a exactly. great name, by the way, too. Dominion. Yeah, if right? I want to launch an evil empire, I'm going to call it the fucking Dominion. And people are going to be be, <laughs> right. be shaking at my boots. No question about it. <laughs> Number nine for me. Number nine. And I, you, you're going to be shocked. Um, you're going to be dominioned mm. on this one because the uh, – <laughs> You're using it wrong. The, um, the number nine is also from Enterprise. Unbelievable. Shockwave part one, the end of season one. Um, man, really? did I have fun rewatching this episode. I didn't remember it at all from the, the only yeah, thing I remember, I remember, I, I remember Daniels. I remember Daniels and I remember the mm-hmm. temporal cold war because the, the whole idea of that is so freaking cool. Oh, that um, was in season one. I think. That was multiple points in season that? one. I believe like oh in the God. first handful wow. of episodes, I want to say episode 11 or 12, something like that. It was when he first okay. showed up. Um, oh, wow. And talking about the, um, the temporal cold war. Now I'm not fully versed in that, so I'm not a hundred percent. Sure, what was going on? I know the Suliban were involved, and I know that Shadow mm-hmm. guy was involved. I don't even know if we found out who he was, but right now I know people listen to this are just screaming like, "You call yourself a Star Trek uh, fan, and you don't that's know what this I keep stuff, thinking." But, hey guys, Talking we love you. Yeah. Please love us. We're, we're just we just love Star Trek. We're gonna get to it. Um, yeah, you know. But Shockwave Part One was so much fun. That beginning, man, when they so eventually they um they're on that uh they go to that planet with a colony, and they're just um. Bringing the ship in, and they did some some something with the ship, and they scorched the whole planet and killed like like three thousand colonists oh, wow. or something. Um, and uh, and it was you know the whole crew was like devastated, and Archer's like freaking out, and he's snapping at people, and you know the admiral is telling him, uh, you know the, we gotta let the Vulcans know this happened, and they may cancel your mission. Like I have to remind myself that like the Vulcans, like yeah, they like kind of sanctioned mm. this first mission, this first foray yeah. into space. You know, on yeah, a ship, yeah, and they I could, have to say that was definitely intriguing. Plug. Yeah, right. I mean, that that whole uh, premise. The fact that, that they, 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 they we that knew that, that the Vulcans were first contact. The fact that they took that and kind of ran with it as a storyline was really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. Good job Indeed. there. But yeah, so they scorched the planet, and then you know Daniels returns from the temporal cold war, and and at the end, you know, him and Archer they get stranded on on that uh, was it Earth or I don't even remember. They just get stranded. In, in the 32nd century, I want to say, and they had no way back because everything was destroyed, all of their temporal equipment. Huh. Um, it would be great cliffhanger. Wow. Wow. I like I, I Daniels. don't remember any of this. Man. I, I, I mean, it was really good. And Daniels yeah. is supposed to be, a, he's supposed to have been killed by, I want to say, Silic, the Suliban. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so he was supposed to have been killed. So he shows up and he's still alive and he's like, hey, guess what? I'm alive, but I can't help you because we're stranded here. And the camera mm. pulls away and they're, they're looking out the window of like the, the skyscraper and the whole, you know, skyline is destroyed. Really, really cool finale. Wow. Um, cool. I remember I liked it at the time, and but I, I forgot when I watched it. I was like, I forgot how cool it was. Um, so that was yeah. cool, man. Shockwave part one. Great, great app. It really, really makes me want to dive back in Enterprise. I'm definitely going to do that at some point. You're making me want to dive back into it. I think it was better than I remember this too. Like I liked it, but I didn't like it as much yeah. as I did the other shows. I think it's going to yeah. be better than I remember the second time through. Very cool. Yeah, number nine, baby. What do you got? Number nine, Next Generation, uh, season one finale, the Neutral Zone. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I almost forgot about this one. Not forgot about it, but kind of forgot to like put it in the list. Um. But so it's the first time we see the Romulans uh, since the original series. Yeah. And it's and even even more intriguing is that 
the Federation hasn't seen the Robin in like fifty silent. years. Yeah, yeah. I think since the establishment of of the Nurture Zone itself, which was like fifty years earlier. So awesome. that was pretty cool. Yeah, and so like it, at that point, at that point, I don't even think um, we knew that they were related to the Vulcans. I don't. I mean, by we knew, I mean I don't even think they wrote that aspect of it. I think in the original series, they um, they just kind of mused about the fact that they definitely looked like Vulcans, and they Ooh, maybe they're right? they're related. Yeah, I could be wrong on this, but I'm just kind of going off of like my half baked memory. Um, Banks, but. Uh, that was cool to see them and and to not know anything much about them yet. For sure, um, certainly for me, I, I not seeing the original series, I was like, "Ooh, who are these guys?" Yeah, right. That's and true. And they were so they made that they made it plain at the end of the episode. Remember, they were like, you know, yes, paraphrasing. You know, let me be clear. You know, we are back. They, that's exactly what he says. We are back. Oh, right, he did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And the and music kicks yeah. in. And Picard, yep. like he played it in his face, and he was like, "Yo!" Oh, and then oh, then Picard says, <laughs> then he says, "Uh." Uh, some, again, paraphrasing, uh, yeah, I think our yeah. lives just got a little more complicated. Like, yes. yeah. so well done. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you might almost be right on the money with that one, too. That's exactly right. Uh, and, so, and, um, and you're like, oh, my God, that, yeah. that's badass. Yeah, very cool. Very cool stuff. And Worf even mentions uh, uh, Kittimer. Oh, does right, he? Uh, here. He's that like, yeah, the the, first he's, mention? he's explaining to Picard that the Romulans are without honor. They killed my parents on Kittimer. Um, and made some ridiculous Worf. Like overstatement about them. That's gonna come up but, again um, in some list, man. The, the Kinnamer was a real like um like watershed moment for like Trek lore. You know, really, if you think about absolutely. it. Absolutely. You you hear you hear that and you're like, yeah, it's just kinda like baked into the whole uh mythos. I mean besides kind of yeah, not just the wharf and his, you know, hatred and the Klingon and the Romulan, you know, and um you know, hating each other, but obviously the Enterprise C and yet yesterday's Enterprise was at the Kinnamer massacre and it's uh, right, so right, much going yep. on there. Yep. So cool. And you know what? And I just, just, I'm sure you're going to mention, I'm sorry, like the beat, don't forget to say the B story, man, of that episode. Okay. Yeah, of course. Not. I know you're on it, right? <laughs> you, the B story of that episode. Of, yeah. Of New- yeah. Oh my God. Like the, 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 I love, uh, the, 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 what's his face the from frozen from 20th right? century human. <laughs> Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bartender the from bartender Deadwood. The bartender of Deadwood and yeah. uh, the, yeah. the Chrissy Snow's father from Three's Company. <laughs> Tell me you remember the reference. That's totally him. It's Reverend right. Snow. Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> exactly right. He was great. Yeah, man. it was, uh, man, that was, it was, it was so, uh, it was a great concept too, uh, for an episode, uh, for, for storyline. Um, like, you know, they're frozen 20th century humans from Earth. Um, but instead of genetically enhanced supervillains like, uh, <laughs> you know, like Khan and his just, people, God, they're just regular the, schmucks. The barbecue with Data, <laughs> smoke cigars with him, and uh, yeah. God, he he said he he makes so many ridiculous like uh, like. Oh well, <laughs> like hell, it ain't nothing but a phrases. good time, you know. Like, <laughs> that's even not even close to that like coherent. They just like don't make any sense. It's so good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, um, and, and I mean, Voyager pretty much ripped that off with the 37s, right? The um, second season finale. I think so. Oh, second yeah. season, um, second season opener, I, which actually was supposed to be, intriguingly oh, enough, was it? the first season finale. That might have been in contention. Oh, really? The 37s oh. was supposed, production-wise, it was the um, the finale to season one. Oh, okay. And that makes sense. It really makes, makes sense. Then we got sense. Learning yeah. Curve, which was just, you know, not a great finale. Yeah. Um, and it ended up being the second season opener. But yeah, they pretty much ripped that off, right? The 20th century Frozen right. dudes, Amelia Earhart. Yeah. Um, well, I, I wanted to say, like, they they really could have, 
like overdone this whole thing. It could have been really ham fisted, mm. um, just nonstop like awestruckness uh, on the part of the the you know the twentieth centuryers. But um, mm. I don't know. They 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 made it super even even given like the the over the topness of of uh, um, yeah the southern character. Um, they, they still managed to make it kind of grounded and be like yeah. Well, especially, especially that, when like, he recognized the menace of the Romans. Remember that scene with Data when he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah." But I'm guessing Reverend again. Snow. I, I'm, no, no, not, not even Reverend Snow. I'm talking about the Hick. Um, oh really? Where he was like, uh, you know, I'm guessing we won't be inviting these Romulans to our party, will we? You know, like oh, even he knew, right? right? Like that it was right. like, you know, <laughs> Data's like, no, I don't think we will. <laughs> he he made sure to earnestly explain to him that no, they will not be joining. Indeed, us. and then like, and then you're right. So as far as Reverend Snow, like when he when he called the Romulan out for like. Like he knew he had no idea either what was going on with the neutral zone. Yeah. Like he with the, with the colonies. I love that when he's like he has no idea, you know. And yeah, Picard was like, "Shut the fuck up, but he's right," you know. <laughs> when he just barges onto the bridge, <laughs> Riker and Picard just flip out on him. It's so great. Picard's like first fucking Wesley. Now this guy, you got to be kidding me. Off the bridge. Yeah. And then of course he, you know, he stole Riker, you know, he saw Riker instead of tapping his badge. And again, I this is Phil Ferran from the nitpickers got instead of tapping yeah, his yeah. badge when he was getting the, the the unfrozen people settled, he goes to the wall panel and touches it. So Reverend Snow remembers to, you know, sees him do that and knows how to contact the bridge later in the episode, right. you know. Right, right. So that's it. Conveniently the one time that the badge comms are not used. <laughs> right. In the entire series. Right, right, right. <laughs> but still, it's really good. And also, really, yeah. this was actually the first, not mention, but this was the first allusion to the Borg, really. Really? Yeah, there's some theories that, because they never solved who, you know, de- decimated these colonies. Oh, that's right. So that's it was right. and they, sort of yeah, implied about later that. on, retroactively, that that was the Borg that, that sort of did that. Now, it doesn't really make sense because, you know, the only reason the Borg know of our existence is because Q flung the Enterprise you know, light years away and sort of right. made their encounter with the Borg sooner than it should have been. But yeah, I think it's intriguing um, that a lot of people have, have speculated that that was actually the Borg that did that. And neither the Romulans nor nor the Federation knew what happened there. It might be truly the intention of the writers. Because, I, I mean, from what I understand, they, the, the Borg were um, – the idea of the Borg was was – worked on very early on in the series oh, okay yeah um, it was second season but they didn't, for sure but they um yeah so they didn't uh there was a writer strike i think um that prevented them from introducing the borg earlier than Is they that right? ended up doing yeah oh wow yeah so then, yeah it was so like the, late 80s yeah. yeah it was like 88 89 there was a writer well, strike i was just talking today with my stepdaughter about the 2008 writer strike and i told her that one of the uh-huh. lost seasons she's watching is going to be truncated because of the writer strike <laughs> yeah so that's wow, funny yeah, i didn't even know was there was crazy. one in the 80s yeah yeah i remember remember that and uh yeah, I remember hearing that the Borg was supposed to show up earlier. So yeah, that might have been the, the the idea, or at least even if they didn't know almost anything about the Borg at, at the point of this episode, you know, they still knew they wanted to have like kind of like a, a overarching big bad. That's like, great. The series. What a double menace yeah. there! You get the Romulans back. Plus, there's this other, you know, this other other. Yeah. Who, who the hell knows? They didn't even pick up on the, that's on the on horizon. The fact that they never, they never, uh, they never settled on. No, they, you know, they never, never figured did. out who it was. Yeah. But you know, it's funny too because yeah, cool. I, I always thought that. Um, we didn't have a cliffhanger in Star Trek until the third season, but this was really a cliffhanger. It really was kind of, you know what I mean? It kind of was, yeah. It's and not it kinda, typical, you know, it, like, you know, oh my God, someone's been shot cliffhanger, but I mean, it's still right. really, really good. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of like the beginning of, um, for the early hints of like some of the serialization that, that they 
eventually end up doing on on the next generation. And certainly um, on Deep Space and Voyager, but yeah. And then Deep Space, forget it. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. Really, not so much Voyager. But yeah, definitely, definitely on Deep Space. But uh, yeah. Nah, it's great. It's great, man. Mm. All right, my number eight. Uh, we're going to Voyager. Equinox, part one. Um, mm. Yeah, great, great idea. I can't believe they didn't do it until the end of the fifth season, but um, I'm glad they saved it. So, yeah, so this is the episode where Voyager encounters another Federation starship that's apparently been in the Delta Quadrant right. for, um, I believe, I want to say longer than they were there, but not by too much. I think you're right. I feel I like I'm right, right, but guys, don't quote me on that. Um, so yeah, so, uh, they quote him on that <laughs> immediately quote him on that. So, <laughs> so they run into the Equinox, um, you know, um, and, uh, Ransom, Captain Ransom, uh, played by John Savage, uh, as a captain And this, you know, they, uh, they called open. His name is Ransom. Yeah. His name is Captain Ransom. Interesting. I- interesting. Yeah. Maybe maybe a little, little, uh, it could have been, could have been not so on the nose there, I guess, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh. So, sorry, guys. No, it's all right. No, you kind of threw me off, and I never really thought about it because I thought it was a cool name. Because the guy's his real name is Savage. You know what I mean? So you can just call him Savage, and he's just as cool. So he's got a cool name, and he gets even cool character names. This guy, so good for you. Um, I only know him from uh, from Deer Hunter, but uh, he's, he's a cool actor. He was really oh. good in this role. Um, so they're 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 more ragged, and they're you know they've really been put through the ringer. Um, and the cold open shows you that they're being you know attacked by these. Um, I guess interdimensional um, beings who are real, right. you know, just popping out of nowhere and just kind of attacking yeah. them. Yeah. Um, really crazy stuff. So, Forge meets up with this ship, and it's so cool. You know, it's you get to see a, you know, you don't realize how much you miss seeing new faces um, and real new faces, not just you know the crewman of the week sort of face, but you know all this is a whole yeah, new right. ship, a new perspective. They're not on Voyager, so you know, let's see what they got. Um, really yeah. great, um, you know, guest stars. You got a uh, Titus Welliver. As um, the first mm. officer, you know, um, from, you know, from Deadwood, from uh, Bosch, um, from right. uh, Lost, from a bunch of stuff. Um, I always liked him as an actor. Great actor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's really great. And he was great on this. I love that he knew uh, Torres. He knew uh, BLT, as he called her, which was hilarious. <laughs> right. right. Tom Paris, or Turkey Platter, as Kim called him right after that joke, was uh, was in full jealous mode. <laughs> Did he really? Oh, yeah. He's like, come on, Turkey Platter. Let's go. You know, I, I was... That might have been the first uh, the first time really laughed out loud because it was so stupid, but it was yeah. really the, the timing of the joke was really well done. It was so perfect for Ken. Kudos, perfect Garrett Ken Wang. Joke. Yeah, good job there. Yeah. So it was a good yeah because he was and he was enjoying Tom being jealous too. He was like you know <laughs> they were just they were starting to feel things for each other, uh, Paris and yeah, Torres. Yeah. And you know, yeah. he was like, oh really? He was so obvious too. He wasn't even subtle at all about his jealousy. <laughs> about as obvious as um, you know Neelix was when Tom was putting the putting the hurt on. Uh, on Kess, too. So really, <laughs> right, no subtlety right. involved with these guys. Like, you know, play it cool, yeah. guys. They're going to want you. They don't have time. They don't have time for subtlety. They don't have time for that. They have more than enough time, Luke. There's 70 million, <laughs> 70,000 light years from Federation space. They got all the time in the okay. world. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> play it subtle, man. I guess they, uh, <laughs> we never, you know, I guess they were too busy going after the Delaney sisters, I guess. So anyway, great episode, man. Um, and the cliffhanger is really good. So it turns out that, you know, the Equinox is, is, they're not really bad news, but they've they've you know cut some corners. They, they've they've mm-hmm. violated the prime directive, and they've they've really uh, put their hood on this species. And they're actually the aggressors, and now they're just getting what's coming to them. Um, Janeway's not having it. Ransom's not having it, and they end up uh, being stranded by Ransom and under attack, you know, from these interdimensional species. And it kind of ends on a weird cliffhanger, but it was good enough to make my list. Apparently, so the cliffhanger is like the one attacks Janeway, and she gets knocked back, and that's kind of how the the cut to black. Um, 
Really? Yeah. Whereas, like previously, if they touch you, you immediately, you know, turn, get wrinkled, and you die. So I guess. Oh, okay. The, okay. The implication is that Janeway might be dead. I don't think anybody bought that, but it was, you know, still a yeah. cool enough uh, ending where they're all just kind of yeah. portals are opening up all over the bridge, and they're just trying to deal with it. Um. So it was, yeah, it was right. a really fun episode. Uh, it was a breath of fresh air at the end of season five. For um, that's cool. So they they, they thought. Did Voyager think that um, Ransom and and those guys were um, were like from the Alpha Quadrant? Like, oh, they, they, I'm sorry, uh, I should like say the, they were brought the same way. They were brought by the caretaker array. Oh, so that was revealed in this in the part one. It was, yeah. This they one. they okay. compared notes early on in the episode, and the caretaker's array was what you know the caretaker brought oh, them okay. there. Uh, okay. They were whisked away to the Gamma Quadrant, uh, to the um, Delta Quadrant, just like any uh, every other yeah. uh, ship that they encountered there. Yep. Yep. So yeah, so of cool. course, why wouldn't another Federation ship be there? It's a great idea, you know, great idea. Good job, writers. Um, good job. Yeah, very intriguing. Showrunners putting that together. Yeah, it was a fun, fun episode. Good, good cliffhanger. Yeah. That was my number eight. Nice. Uh, so what do we got? Number uh, number seven? No, no eight for my you. number eight. Yeah, the Ocho. What? <laughs> Sorry, the Ocho. It's a dodgeball joke. ESPN eight, the Ocho. <laughs> Instead of the Deuce, it was the Ocho. I love that, like, non-sports fans didn't get that when it came out. I had to explain it to a couple friends. <laughs> like me, I'm sure. Well, no, ESPN2 was called The Deuce. So, like, you know, they had ESPN8. Okay. The Ocho. Is a, oh, like, The Ocho. Yeah, The Ocho, you know. <laughs> I think I remember you explaining that to me. Did I explain it? I know I explained it to Troy. <laughs> I swear. I and swear you Troy. must have, yeah. Oh, that's funny. That sounds so familiar. It's good. Anyway, sorry. Anyway. You're number eight, buddy. Star Trek. Um, my number eight. Original series, uh, season one finale. Oh, um, I'm about to watch that. Was it season one? I have season one written here, but I almost want to say it was. If you tell me the end of the episode, two. I'll tell you if you're right. Operation Annihilate. That is the end of season one because it's, it's okay. next up after City on the Edge of Forever on my list. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, good. Tell me about it. So, uh, well, yeah. So, do you want spoilers? I mean, yeah, no, that's okay. Go for it. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I've had well, okay, uh, so I've had sixty years to watch this show, so uh, <laughs> yeah, should have watched it. <laughs> you've, you've you've ruined your chances. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of a mystery. Uh, had a nice, uh, very uh, sparse, kind of ominous score throughout um, to kind of add to the uh, feeling of um, of mystery. But um, yeah, so so I mean, not even to give too much away, but but uh, in this episode, Spock gets um, attacked and he's basically infected. Gets infected by this um, this alien species, and he's in an incredible amount of pain. Like everyone who gets attacked by these things are just. In incredible nonstop pain, and mm. so Spock could could only hide it so much. Um, you know, he says, "I'm a Vulcan. Pain is in the mind." And um, but to see him emoting at all, let alone in like such agony, was was really really cool. Huh. Actually, short of uh, in 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 the cage, uh, the original unaired pilot where. They haven't fully fleshed out his character. Oh, yet, yeah. He was all over the emotional spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When they find those flowers and he's like just smiling like ear to ear. That was always so weird. But uh, so so not counting that. It's but, funny you mentioned but, the uh, flowers because he also kind of yeah. kind of broke loose in um, the uh, this side of paradise. I want. Oh, yeah. I think this side of paradise episode I recently watched where he sort of like had, a, mm-hmm. had that picnic in the park with that girl and. The flower oh, that, blew onto him. Oh, oh I'm sorry. So it, it, it was it was the substance in the flowers that kind of made him act like that, right? I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, I'm remembering now. I'm trying to remember too, but like I said, just yeah, it's cool that you're you're gonna watch it very soon because I want to see your reaction to yeah totally. his acting. I mean, Leonard Nimoy's acting like you know someone who's not supposed to you're supposed to shut out all emotions. 
uh, even Payne does a really good job of 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 uh, portraying that. I think. Can I just say he, he is um, great, man? Like, like when when yeah. when when even just watching you know these episodes I've never seen before, and like you know, for someone who's who doesn't have like a face that lends itself to really emotionality, and again, I realize we're talking about a Vulcan, so it's not that big a deal, but still, you're an actor, you know, with yeah. these small features, small eyes, you know, um, mm-hmm. so you can't do the you know, like Morgan Freeman can act just staring at you; he can act with his eyes. Um, you know, yeah. cause they're, they're so, they're so, um, there's such a presence on, on his face. Yeah. Um, has got these little beady eyes, you know, you can't really see much what's going on behind <laughs> yeah. the eyes, but like, right. he does, but he really gets a lot across with, with just any, he's, he's, he's kind of like data, like, whereas like, you know, he can't really get too much across by these grand gestures or, you know, um, you know, using the whole acting spectrum. But I mean, I just, I love watching him act. I love Listening to his voice, I mean, I love everything mm-hmm. about uh, Leonard Nimoy. I think um, and this yeah. is this is not. A, I mean, he's Spock. Everybody like we all love Spock, but you know, just really, really diving into him for the first time. Like, I just want to say, like, I, I really, really enjoy watching him as an actor. Um, sort of do what he does. It's really fascinating. You really kind of can't take your eyes off the screen when he's when he's on it, and I like that about him. Totally agreed. Totally agreed. He's he's a presence, no doubt. Absolutely a presence. There's really no replacing him. Like, um, you know, we've seen several Spocks. Uh, at this point and uh I mean, every series tries to replace him really essentially you know um they try to put that figure in there that that is the mirror of humanity i mean like a replacing uh oh, actors the to actual play actor. spock yeah, Indeed. yeah yeah um you know there's been a few and, and there's just like as, as good as any of them may have been uh there's just no i i'm always it's always in the forefront of my mind actually when i'm watching any of those is that this guy is no Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, nothing against Zachary Quinto or um no. or Quinto. I'm not to say his name or or the the actor playing him on Discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, right. You know, they're both great. But right, you're, you're talking about an icon here. Like you know, you can't. Yep. Uh, yeah, you can't, for good yeah. reason. Yeah, without a doubt, right? Yeah. So so that's that's my main takeaway. That's why it was a very cool episode. Awesome. Um, I cannot wait to watch a, that. a few a, a few quick uh, uh, notes. So they kind of up their production value from a typical episode. Um, they're 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 shooting on location and not in like the desert with the weird looking rocks <laughs> right pretty much everything else um you know whenever they are on on real location um it's on a set but it's it's like a 1960s office park <laughs> like it just looks really? like somewhere in like bethesda maryland or something <laughs> <laughs> and they add like one or two weird sculptures to make it you know, this is not this is not earth by the way <laughs> so they just to make it look like not earth but it doesn't work at all by the way so it's hilarious. it kind of like adds and subtracts um to production value i'll tell you so what i was pretty, kind of impressed with the uh i think it was the devil in the dark episode like the surface mm-hmm. um planet i thought that was really good i thought it was a good production value considering it was 1966 i thought that was that was pretty well done i wasn't you know i'm not as i'm not as um put off by effects the effects as i thought i would be they're not as bad as i imagined oh, yeah. they would be yeah. um Definitely not. They must have worked hard to get those some of those practical effects to look as clean as they did back then. Yeah. On the budget yeah. they had. Impressive, really. Yeah. Agreed. And on that note, ironically, um, you know, they've, they've added, um, they call them remastered, um, these episodes for, for certain shots to be CGI now, like of the Enterprise mm. and of... Of the, war, you know, the different worlds they're orbiting to, to make it look more realistic. And... It looks fine in and of itself, um, but I really hate that I can't watch, um, you know, as it as it was originally. It's almost like uh, you know what, what Lucas did to the original Star Wars trilogy. Mm. 
Um, it, it's not that egregious, but um, it messes with like the pacing and the editing because, like, if there's like a if there's like um like a dissolve or a fade from black or something originally, they they have to kind of like jump past that when they cut away from the new effect. Oh, um, and it's just. Yeah, God. Did a did a triple um, do a dance number as well that didn't belong there in Jabba's palace? <laughs> I think so. Oh, I didn't get to that one yet. That's insane. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, so so one other real quick thing <laughs> about uh, oh wait, there's one quote from from uh, from Kirk that just like had me crying with laughter. Um, <laughs> there's like when they go down to the planet, there's a bunch of people who are it's kind of like an angry mob who come to like try to attack them, and they you know they they um. They phase them. They phaser them. But uh, <laughs> Kurt, after they're like knocked out, Kirk picks up one of their clubs. And he says, they were going to brain us with these clubs. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> That's, I thought my mom was the one who said brain that. as a verb. Our mothers would say that when we pissed them off. <laughs> I'm going to brain really? you. Not mine. Oh, I, mine I've never heard time. anyone in real life say anything. I, never, I, I, I couldn't even put together what the hell that meant when I was a kid. <laughs> I still can't now. I have no idea. Is he going to take my brain out? Like, that would be a de-braining, wouldn't it? Or are you going to – I'm going to brain you. Like Just, sma- just smash in your brain, basically. Just saying a word in place of another word. Like, I'm going to count yeah. you. Like, it makes yeah. no sense at all. <laughs> did I mention, though, uh, Kirk? Did I mention I – mean, if I mentioned this in a previous episode, I apologize, everybody. But I finally caught the episode – finally. I've been watching it for like a week. I finally caught the episode where <laughs> Kirk says sabotage. Instead of sabotage, <laughs> when Shatner says sabotage, I, I finally get the joke that's been out there for, for 60 years. Oh, that's awesome. You say sabotage. I say sabotage. Like, oh, like I, was, when I, I guess I never knew oh, it was awesome. actually in the episode, but I heard him say that. I was like, oh my oh, really? God, the legend is real. I love it. That's great. Yeah. I can't wait great. for that. They were going to brain us with these clubs, is what he said. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, I love it. It was so great. Well, uh, one more note. That's it. If, I mean, yeah. if you're going to name the operation Annihilate, you've pretty much painted the picture for everyone involved, right? You, There's no, no pulling punches as far as what's going to happen in this operation, right? I mean, even in World War II, like our operations were never that that harsh, right? Not that so, blunt. Right, yes. Operation Annihilate. Like there's no question about what's happening in this operation. Great title for an episode. Indeed. All right. Okay. My number seven. At, and I'm hoping I'm saying this right. At in Arcadia Ego Part Two mm. from mm. Picard, baby, from the Picard series. I'm so glad I rewatched this episode. Fascinating. It was so much more fun than I. I mean, I, it was fun the first time, but I think I was I marathoned it so fast the first season of Picard yeah. that I uh, I wasn't quite um, you know sitting back and enjoying. But man, this was a great episode. So uh, it was way more action packed than I remember. Um, I you know I kind of remember what was happening on the planet. He was trying to deter. Um, I can't remember her name. From building the, um, you know, the beacon. Uh, I know uh, it was, I thought, I remembered it being more cerebral than it was, but there was so much action, which is good. And returning to Picard for the first time since the first through, I, I, I love these characters so much, man. I loved, um, mm. you know, and again, I don't know the names Die Hard yet. Again, sue me. I know this, this is a Star Trek podcast. How do we not know the names? <laughs> of, but you know what? The captain. Hey, it's a new series. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love the, you know, the captain. I can't remember his name, but he was, you know, he was great. Try to kick the soccer ball. I love it. I love how they're kind yeah. of it's further in the future, but they're still you know keeping their roots uh, for the uh, for uh, for the viewer. You know, soccer is yeah. still a thing, I guess. But, um, Data Data gets a proper send off in this one, man. This was this really hit me emotionally. Yeah. Um, I how, I don't know how I forgot about this. I guess with everything going on in the episode, this was one of those episodes where it was the culmination, obviously, of a serialized series. Uh, 
season. Um, and a lot was happening. They had to tie up a lot of things. Um, Data getting a proper uh, send-off. Him and Picard having the moment they never had in Nemesis. Um, man, yes. that was beautiful. It was so – for great. both characters, it was so beautiful. Yep. Um, Absolutely. I guess we don't need to spoil the first season of Picard, what happens to Picard at the end of the episode. But what happened to him was you know, was really interesting as well. I love that they, they're they going in a completely different direction for season two. Um, I, they have no choice yeah. to do that. They kind of yeah. were able to have their cake and I'm eat glad. it too. Yeah, I'm glad right. too. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I think they, um, they're not going to just, um, you know, do the same thing. They're going to build on what they built in the first season. Um, we got that glimpse of, uh, you know, Seven and, uh, Raffi having a moment there. I love that. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, yep. cause why the hell not? Like, you know, that's great. A uh, great way to take the, the character of Seven and Nine and Raffi, who we, we didn't know previously. And uh, oh, and what what a what a balls out fight between uh, Seven of Nine and the uh, the Romulan! I love that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she just she's freaking cold blooded. Didn't have to kill her; just killed her anyway. Cold blooded killed her. I loved it. Yeah, I know. It was such a great gray moment. Yeah, yeah. right. That was fun. Yeah. Um, just a lot more fun than I that I remember it being. Uh, you know, Allison Pill, cool. who uh, who rubbed me the wrong way on Newsroom, uh, was was great <laughs> here. I liked her in the show. I'm yeah, glad. she was. She um, was good. Because I, I, I really – and again, this is a credit to her being a great actress. Um, you know, her character killed me on Newsroom and on uh, mm-hmm. season seven of uh, American Horror Story. Like, man. But I think oh, everyone really? who saw that hated her in that season two. But yeah. uh, she was great here. You know, I love that she uh, somehow is going to come back from murder, I guess. She murdered Maddox, but she's forgiven, I guess. Um, that's an interesting yeah. thing we may have to yeah. deal with in the next season. Um yeah. Right. Cause she murdered him. Right. I don't really remember. Yeah. Exactly what happened. Uh, no. Like absolutely. Like just cold blooded murder. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So that. Yeah. That kind of rubbed me the wrong way about uh, one of the things in the in one of the few things really. Yeah. Kind of. They kind of glossed that over that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That. Right. Not her doing it, but 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 right. Just just again swept over under, under the rug by the writers. Like like you know kind of. Kind of. I mean, in they, a writerly they, they way, kind of talked it off, but you you can. I mean, you could do that better in a show like this. You can get away with that. You can, yeah. She could still be haunted by it, so the actress has places to go with it. But still, you know, for practical right. reasons, you don't want right. to have anybody commit murder. But hey, maybe you do. Maybe you know. Sometimes, sometimes. Hey, we'll see. We'll see if they address it in season two. But uh, yeah. yeah, a lot more fun than I thought. So that was a. I'm glad Picard uh, got on the list because I cannot wait to see what happens with season two. Uh, good cool. episode. Number seven. Seven. Right. Yes, sir. I don't have numbers on mine. Yeah, you're you're at seven. <laughs> Good. Um, another another next gen. Uh, I gotta say, there's a very next gen heavy list. On no question part. about it. Uh, season six, Descent, part one. Nice. Where the Borg show up and seem to have uh, all of a sudden Im- uh, individuality and and emotions, and and uh, they get mad when one of their own is is killed, and uh, they kind of seek revenge in the moment. Um, so it's all new. It's like what? Everyone's like, wait, what? <laughs> Borg are not individuals. They don't. This is not how they act. But uh, so so data when he he ends up killing one of the Borgs, strangling him to death, and uh, just throttles him. He he yeah, and he admits that he he felt he he surmises that he felt emotion for the first time. And so yeah, so there's a lot of cool um, exploration of what emotion even is. Like even you know even like. Like it's it's really cool when like he's talking to Jordy and he's asking Jordy to explain like what what anger feels like. And, and he kept using like this this Doris where you know kept yeah using it's synonyms. like when you're mad yeah exactly uh, <laughs> right. 
the r- number one rule of, of how not to define a uh, uh, you know uh, a word. Um, Jordy is by far so. the worst teacher of humanity Dave has ever encountered. <laughs> he's a great friend and chum, but man, he's never given a good answer to Data ever to any of those questions. It's so true. It's so true. Uh, but uh, you know, you, nobody else though, like everyone else is kind of confounded by it too. Right, um, right. He dated himself. I remember he was trying to he was trying to recreate the accident on the holiday. Right, right, right. Stop, stop, stop. But it was, it was yeah. Stop, stop, yeah. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> so data esque. Right. Yeah, and he turns off the um the, the he he simulates a uh a Borg in the holodeck and turns off the safety protocol right, so right. he can like experience like the real risk and, and danger that he's in. But yeah, long story short, it ends up being lore. Lore's behind it, of course. It's always um, lore. Not, well, not of course. Maybe maybe in retrospect, of course. But you find that out at the end, basically, and uh, near the end. And we find it's an awesome cliffhanger. We find that uh, uh, yeah. Data has joined Lore, apparently, and is feeling emotion, apparently. The Sons of um, Soon. Right. The Sons of Soon will... Uh, Something, 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 something. Something, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Villainy. Something super villainy. And destroy the Federation um, for some reason? Like, wow. Like, not, like, they just target. Well, yeah, was it? Was it that I'm pretty ridiculous? sure the end of it like, was like something, something, yeah. yeah, against the Federation. Yeah. No one ever wants to destroy the Romulan Star Empire. Like, no one ever wants to go after those guys first, <laughs> then the Federation next. It's always, wow, right for right, the Federation. Right. I'm sure there right. was an, an episode reason. I'm just being a. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't remember, right. honestly. Yeah, I don't know. It was just it was just cool. Like mostly, like I said, like just data experiencing emotion and and, and him exploring it. It was a nice, uh, a cerebral part of the episode. And then you have the Borg and lore, so it's like also a very exciting, uh, action packed episode. And <laughs> one major thing to point out is that Data admits, uh, I think to Troy, that uh, he watched porn <laughs> to try really to elicit an emotional response. Yeah, no, he he basically says like I, I watched. Um, should have wrote this down. Why didn't I write his exact <laughs> quote down? Um, I think it's a headline really if you don't stupid. explain it. Data watches porn. Tell me that's not yeah. a headline. Well, well, he's explaining. He's telling. He's telling uh, again. I think Troy about um, all the ways that he's been trying to re uh, to, to to elicit emotion mm. within himself, and he, he rattles them off. And he and and the last one is like, and he even watched. Um, <laughs> Damn it! Oh, I get so, what you were saying. Like, I could, of, of a of well, yeah. He a said, tried to elicit like, like he just says, it, like, yeah, yeah. He did, he doesn't use the word porn. I mean, <laughs> uh, let me th- let me be clear about that. Did it be the full <laughs> pornography? You would think, but <laughs> of course, it wasn't even that. Um, but it was undoubtedly like uh, explicitly porn is what he was referring to. Gotcha. He, yeah. Um, I don't remember that. I, wow, that's intriguing. I, I hate myself for that. for for not remembering that. Um, <laughs> But anyway, it's awesome. we'll, we'll we'll have a correction uh, next step. There you go, or something. Plenty of housekeeping for the next step. Also uh, of note is that uh, this might be um, where they discover transwarp that that uh, the Borg have transwarp oh, the first time. See, I have questions. I'm about, not sure. I have questions about transwarp actually. I'm sure we'll get a into lot of in questions future, about in a future uh, future pod for sure. But uh, yeah, I do have questions about transwarp. So I think you're right. I think yeah. I remember them. They certainly mentioned it. The Borg certainly mentioned uh, Transwarp. I know they mentioned it a ton on Voyager. So this, if I'm remembering, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. This might have been when they first mentioned it. I think so. It sounded like it was the first time they were kind of figuring it out that that they can travel through conduits, like subspace yeah. conduits that allow them to, to warp, you know, travel really, really quickly. Nice. Nice little um, but they, asterisk. So that's my number seven. Good job. Number seven. So my right. number six 
is uh we're doing next gen it's time's arrow part one all right yeah of course i mean this one has to be on, the, on my list uh season four cliffhanger i mean if, if you're pitching a sci-fi idea to somebody season four or five uh this is season sorry four cliffhanger okay am i sorry am I wrong yeah no season four Right? See, oh wait, I'm sorry. No, you're you're dead right. I'm sorry. Of course, of course. Season four was redemption. Okay. Redemption part one. I'm sorry. I yeah. Got my okay. Seasons mixed okay. Up. You're right. Season five finale. Thank you, Luke. Um, Welcome. Spoiler alert: We may hear redemption again at some point. Anyway, um, <laughs> times arrow. If you're gonna pitch a sci-fi idea, <laughs> is that the spoiler alert? <laughs> yeah. The, the klaxon. <laughs> we should we should have that where we just we yell spoiler alert and it's well, you know it comes on. So uh hey, so they find Data's head buried under San Francisco. <laughs> Tell me that's not a fucking pitch for an episode. Like hey, hey, hey guys, and this is like this is Ronald D. Moore, whoever wrote the episode in obviously now we gotta come up with when, This is the way the writer's room, yeah. I mean, Tell me about and they either laughed at him like a jerk. Or they were like, "Holy <laughs> shit! Start writing! Start writing!" Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that's such an intriguing premise, man. It's awesome. Absolutely. Talking about a cold oh, open. What a great cold open. I don't yeah. think like the Admiral would bury the lead before they got all the way back to Earth. To just show him. He'd be like, "I know." Right, like, no, no, no. You're coming. Right. Data's head. We found his data's head. Just come back now. Come back now. Come home. Because we found his head. <laughs> what do you mean you don't understand? Look, look, look at his data at ops. Look at him. <laughs> You see, he's got his head. Yeah, we found his head. We found that. Come home. So yeah. So I mean, look at it. What a cool. What a. That's cool what we premise. found. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No. So there's two. I don't know. I don't know. Just come home, Jean Luc. All right. Oh, is it Riker? Riker's giving you shit. All right. So, so what? A, what a great episode. So they come back. They come here. They got to solve this mystery. I mean, I think it's cute that they said this could happen a thousand years from now um but we all knew it was going to happen in this episode um of course but i mean there's so many good things about this episode we could talk about it for hours don't worry we won't but um Mm. you got uh you got jerry harden as as mark twain which is really great Mm -hmm. um you got guinan we finally you know see the um the beginning of the uh, guinan picard relationship and why Mm -hmm. um i question whether or not they earned the line where she says it goes beyond friendship. It goes beyond family. But it was about as good as they could they could come up with, I guess. Yeah, I have questions about that. Yeah, she did mention um, that in a previous episode. This was in the Yesterday's Enterprise episode yeah. where she said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh my yep. god, wow. And uh, you know, Picard. I've always had questions about. Yeah, that for sure. But you know what? I mean, I guess. If it goes beyond time, that might trump family and friendship, I guess. So who the hell knows? But that was <laughs> right. great seeing Guy and not know who Data is, but immediately pick up on it and be like, oh, oh, hey, Data, it's you, you know. Yep. Doesn't pay off until the fifth season opener. But uh, – no, sorry, the sixth season opener when you – that mm-hmm. that is Jack London <laughs> that he's been uh, right. pounding around with right. the whole time in the yeah. – the, uh, in the hotel, but uh, that's, young that's really snapper. cool. Yeah, this, this young go-getter, you know, who's going to be uh, – mm-hmm. he is so – stay with me now. He is so Darren – Working for Kramer, uh, Kramer's company, right? He's he's the intern that Kramer hired from NYU, yes. Yes. who's just like he's just like, oh yes, sir, let's do that, sir. You know, um, oh Darren, I'm sorry, Darren. Oh, it's so great. Uh, awesome. Working for Kramer Co. Um, or Kramerica Industries. That's what Kramerica. That's what yeah. it's Kramerica Industries. So, but I mean, uh, and I just recently rewatched this before we were even doing the finales, and. One of the sites has me laughing out loud every time. It's, you know, Dana mm-hmm. sits down and, oh, poker. And he sits down and starts playing with, you know, these, these, uh, these sharks. One who, who, by the way, mm-hmm. was, 
uh, Gold Ducat himself. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, God, the his actor? name is escaping me. Mark uh, Mark Alamo or Alamo. Okay. Um, I can't. I don't know. L A L I A L A I M O. I think his name is, but uh, I'll say Alamo. Alamo. It's cooler. Mark yeah, Alamo. Maybe. Cool. Yeah, he was. He was like the the the. I guess the uh, main guy who did most of the speaking at the table. But the uh, I'm rambling. I'm so sorry. This episode is so much in it. But the moment when they cut right to him being led into the hotel room with the guy's hat on and the vest, and he's clearly won all this in the poker game, like that's a great, great data moment. Like he just, he just like totally yep. like juked him out of uh, out of you know what the the shirts on their back. Literally, I love it. Literally, I know. The hat, great moment. The the hat, hat. Yeah, just walks in. You know. Um, yeah. what, a, what, a, what a great episode. There's so much going on Absolutely. there. Um, again, I could talk for hours. I'm not gonna, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, time's mm-hmm. arrow. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be on your list. We may mention it again at some point, but we'll see. We'll see. Spoiler what alert. Spoiler it alert. Is. It's my number. It's my number <laughs> six. What do you got, baby? Is this my number six? It is. Six. Okay. I got to start putting numbers on my list. <laughs> um, I can count for you, sir. I know. That's why you're great. Yes. Lower decks. The, uh, oh, the two date, the only uh, seasons uh, finale. Um, <laughs> you got to refresh me, man. I love that show. Yeah. Uh, so there, there was nothing. I, I have to say, there was nothing overarchingly special about this one episode. It's just uh, they're all great. Every every one of them um, <laughs> is just great. So I just wanted to include this uh, just to talk about lower decks um, because yeah. It's great, but there's 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 definitely great moments. The um, <laughs> I won't even get into like you know, the, the plot or anything, but there's uh, there's lots of side rolls and uh, <laughs> double hand punch. <laughs> Ransom actually actually says that as he's fighting. Really? <laughs> yeah, he says side roll, that. side roll, double hand punch. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! So good, so perfect. Yeah, like I said, just like random awesomeness of so we see so Riker uh, and Troy make um, cameos at the end. Oh, I remember Riker. Um, Troy was there too. So, yeah, yeah, she's oh, like probably his first his uh, first officer. Um, he's captain of the USS Titan, and uh, in the end, he like comes out from his ready room and said, "Sorry, I'm late. I was uh, <laughs> I was just watching the first episode of Enterprise <laughs> with emphasis on the first. What? <laughs> He says those guys had a long road getting from here to there. <laughs> oh, uh, that, you know what? That, <laughs> from there to here, yeah. right, right from the song. Um, but uh, yeah, so so <laughs> he's, he <laughs> at the end he's like, "All right, let's get out of here." Warp factor five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> and Troy just <laughs> Troy just face palms, <laughs> and she says, "Oh, the jazz." Get out of here. So the episode ends. So hilarious. I forgot all about that. I watched that one so fast, too. I was so loving that. So good. Oh, there's so many jokes. It's rapid fire. Warp five, six, seven, eight. (laughs) Helmsen's probably like totally fucking up because it's like. Oh, that's so he good. goes to five and then he's six and he's like oh. was the uh, was the Troy um, face palm a um, an homage to to the popular meme now of the Picard face palm? Oh, that's a good point. And you know what? I honestly don't even remember if she really face palmed or not because um, they cut away to the exterior of the ship. You know, for the oh, end of the episode, roll your eyes. Um, face, oh, and she so definitely good. says, "Oh, the jazz!" Like um, perfect. Uh, yeah, in voiceover. So Man, she probably. Oh. I just pictured doing a face palm. Mike McCann, the creator of that show, I mean, he reads, reads a, he's a real fan. The writers are real fans. Like, they're all, yeah. I know the actors are real oh, fans. Oh, God, yeah. Um, yeah. 
That's oh, it's so so much fun that show. I can't wait yep. to watch that one too. So just just all around all, all around great great uh great show. Yeah. That, that's so good. Oh wait one 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 other quote I have from here is the ridiculous cat doctor, uh, Tan, uh She's Tiana great. I think. She's like their Jet um, Reno by the way. Jet Reno. Oh, yeah, totally. Jet, oh yeah. Jet Reno. Yeah yeah right. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> she's she's basically like she's talking about um, uh, Shacks I think is the uh. The security officer, okay. um, the Bajoran. <laughs> she says about him, "I'd love to snag that Bajoran, that Bajoran beefsteak with my coital hooks." <laughs> really? <laughs> coital hooks just had me rolling. That's great. So I just wanted to mention that here, coital hooks. Uh, everyone. If, if, I mean, I know you're Star Trek fans. Assuming if you're listening to this podcast, but if you're not, man, watch Lower Decks. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Star Trek's great all around. But God, that that's it, it's it's um. It's interesting to see canonical Trek, you know, delivered that way in that rapid fire sort of comedy. Yeah. It's, it's so great to watch. It's such a such a it fresh take on a the universe. It really is. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for season two. Yeah. It's going to rewatch yep. season one. It's so good. Totally great pick, man. All right, my number five. Yeah, call a call to arms. My first deep space. Let me get the season right. This was the end of season five. This was um, really the beginning of the Dominion War. Um, this was the beginning of the Dominion War, um, but a, a phenomenal episode. Ships are coming through the uh, Geminar ships coming through the the wormhole. Something's got to be done, so they decide to mine the entrance to the wormhole. Uh, Rom comes up with a great idea to have self-replicating mm. mines. So if they destroy one, it just gets replicated. It's such a cool sci-fi concept. So they mine the entrance to the wormhole. Apparently. Assuming in 360 degrees, not just a wall, um, but who knows. And, uh, you know, the Jem'Hadar decide to attack because, you know, they're not going to have that. They need to bring their ship's supplies through. Um, they've already established a foothold in the Alpha Quadrant. Too much already. They've let them get away with too much. So, combined with the Cardassian fleet, they attacked D-Space-9. It was a really the first great space battle on DS-9. Um, you know what? I'll take that back. The Klingons yeah, attacking yeah. in the uh, beginning of season four, Way of the Warrior, that was a great battle mm-hmm. where the uh, Deep Space Nine finally got souped up with photon torpedoes and more lasers and all that. But this, this, uh, topped it in my opinion. Um, you know, Ducat coming in strong, uh, Cisco defending the station too much for them. Finally, they, they evacuate and we get a really good cliffhanger where, wherein, uh, you know, Cisco, uh, they all depart Deep Space Nine, Ducat, Dumar, and Wayun come on the, you know, the, uh, on the station. And of course, Kira and Odo and Quark are still there because right. they're part of the Majorans. The Majorans sign a non-aggression pact with the Dominion. So, you know, our, our crew is split up. Oh. Um, Jake stays to behind. To be a journalist. Inexplicably. Yeah. yeah. Um, to report on the war because he wants yeah. to be a journalist. Yeah. Which is, I mean, kind of a cool <laughs> idea. Um, it was kind of a douche move considering, yeah. you know, you're going to fuck your father up by doing that, you know, but. Story-wise, it was kind of you know kind of kind of a cool thing to do. You know, just a uh, just a really really great kickoff to what you know, in my opinion, is going to be some of the greatest seasons of Star Trek ever. Um, but uh, the ending, where you know Cisco leaves his baseball behind, and Ducat knows what that right. means. He picks it up right. and he says, you know, you know, this means he'll be back. You know, yeah, coming back yeah. for it. Um, I know what there's there's a nice callback uh, to that. And uh, uh, I think seven. the following, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah no, thank yeah. you, man. God, yeah. I love it. How yeah. do you know that? I don't know. I, my memory. I I'm not gonna try to explain. That's it. so great. Yeah, we're you know yeah. at the end of season six when um when Dax dies and Cisco's distraught and he's yeah. trying to get his head together. You're right, man. He takes the baseball and Kira's like, 
I'm not sure if he's coming back. And Oda's like, how do you know? And he says, well, he took his baseball with him. What's such a, right, such a great right. moment. Good call, man. That's awesome. That was the finale the, of uh, season six? That was the finale of season six. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Tears I of the Prophets. I when that was, but. Yeah. Right, right. Great job, man. I'm so proud of you. Deep Space Nine. Aw. So, Thanks. yeah, so I will, you know, so, so yeah, so just a great episode. Uh, Call to Arms. I uh, loved it. Um, a lot, a lot going on there. And it, le- cool. oh, and I can't wait say, to it leads into the first actual serialized string of episodes. So, the first six episodes of season six are one mm-hmm. story. It's really, really a feat. Um, only topped by the 10 episodes that uh, they did at the end of the series. Um, to end the whole show, the ten episode arc right, ended right. the show, but wow, it was ten episodes. Yeah, man. they really they they knocked it out of the park. But the six episodes were really kick ass. Um, That's great. It sold a few people that I knew personally on Deep Space Nine back in the day. Um, got caught up in that arc, and they were really like, wow, this is good stuff. So nice, great nice. episode to kick that off. Call Understandable. Arms. Yeah, your number five. Cool. My number five. Uh, Times Arrow Part One. There it is. Um. We covered we covered a good amount of this. Uh, just a couple things I want to point out. I I, th- I feel like just like with the uh, the unfrozen uh, caveman lawyers from uh, from season one that we were talking about from Twentieth uh, Century Earth, they they could have gone over the top with it. Understandably, people just being in the twenty fourth century and mm. being like, "What?" So this is kind of the reverse of that, where um, you know, data of course comes back to nineteenth century Earth. He he did a good balancing act of being an android um, and being very logical, but also you know data is always aloof too in in, <laughs> in certain ways. But so he did a good job of actually doing both, kind of like just doing and saying ridiculous things that that uh, he shouldn't be, um, and at the same time holding holding back from doing that too much. Um, it's a great point, you know. Like, and credit to the writers too for sort of um, you know. Writing that balancing act for him, you know, yeah. and like, and and I remember they they wrote it off as him being what from South America or something. No, no, that that was from an earlier holiday episode. Where where did they say he was from? From France. France, yes. Okay, right, France. Right. So, and really the naivety of like um, of uh, you know that sort of uh, American sensibility in that century, you know, you could almost buy that. that almost, they were like, yeah, yeah. That um sort of ignorant of what else is out there, you know, right. sort of especially being right. in California. Um, yep. So that's that's yeah, that's kind of it's a really great point, you know. And you know, and, and um, we we didn't mention. Uh, and I'm sorry, you're probably going to mention. I'm stepping on your toes on on on, on your time's arrow. But, Please do. Uh, didn't mention the um the sort of the evil plan of the uh, the aliens returning to that point in time to uh you know sort of suck the life out of people. Like it's sort of an interesting. I imagine yeah. they could have gotten more out of the bubonic plague, probably. You know, in the middle ages. <laughs> right. But, right. It might maybe it's hard to travel uh, too far back. Yeah, maybe, maybe. What do we know, right? Yeah, they don't really explain. How do we know? I mean, I think they do kind of explain the uh, how the time travel works in this episode, but I don't remember. I like their voices. They were pretty cool. We need their energy. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, so also, 19th century Guinan, like like you pointed out, um, how she like really is exactly one of my notes is that she really quickly pieced things together um, without really knowing anything, but just knowing like, oh, wait, this uh, – this uh, strange French guy, um, I should kind of cover for and and and, and you know um, get him out of here so we can talk because he knows something that uh, no one else here does. Yeah, she'd be great on Fraser. She was so quick on the uptake, man. She just jumped in that right. force right away. She, right. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We're we're doing that. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So. Uh, yeah. 
excellent episode. I want to. Yeah. Oh, one more thing I want okay. to point out. It was so sweet when Picard shows us his personal. He shows his personal concern for for data, um, for his safety. Not you know knowing that he's going to die at some point. He doesn't send him to, on an away mission. And Data's like, well, you know, the second officer should. Uh, it's it's routine to the second officer be on a away team. It's not logical to not let me. And Picard just screams at him. And he's like, I'll just be illogical then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just thought it was great, like Picard showing, um, you know, emotion. Early on, uh, how much he cared about data. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. Their relationship Definitely. is so, so Definitely. dense. I love it. I know. All right. Great up. My number four. Number four. We're getting down to it now. Number four, what I previously thought was the season five uh, finale, but it's the season four finale, The Next Generation, Redemption Part One. Ah, nice. A lot going on here. This was one of the actual really cliffhangery cliffhangers, man. Like, Absolutely. Uh, so let's start there. So just with the cliffhanger. So Worf resigns his commission, joins the Klingon Civil War on Galron's side against the Duras, and Yar shows up. What the hell is going yeah, on? Yeah. Holy shit! Like yep. maybe not the most engrossing final few seconds of an episode of Next Generation, mm-hmm. um, but certainly the most like lost style. What the fuck is going on? ending to a next generation i'm part i'm pardon my french i'm sorry but <laughs> i mean you're like how is tasha yar alive and what is she doing on a, a romulan ship and yeah. is she romulan and, and what why the she look romulan and, yeah and and i mean and what makes this finale that what, what makes that cliffhanger all the more amazing is the absolutely perfect exclamation for it in 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 when 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 you you know uh the sequel redemption part two mm-hmm. like it is perfectly explained away, and I won't go into it because we're not talking about that episode. We're talking about the finale, but it makes this cliffhanger all the more enjoyable because it's not just something that you know you write and then you have to write your way out of it. Like it right, is, it right. is perfectly plausible. Yep, that she's on that ship, and it, yeah. it's it's amazing. But a great episode all around. Like the Klingon Civil War is so cool. Um, you know, Duras returning from uh, you know the reunion episode, bringing mm-hmm. that rivalry back up. Yep. Duras sisters, we get Lursa and Bator. Yep. Um, for first the first appearance. time, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, they're they're they were you know cute little menace for a little while in the Star Trek universe. Even <laughs> appeared on Deep Space Nine once. Um, right before oh. their uh, untimely death in Generations. I didn't remember that. It was untimely. Yeah, they were they were in a first season episode. It was oh, okay. Untimely. I could have seen them some more. Yeah. Yeah. Great episode for Worf. Um, you know, really his loyalty is really torn, uh, for the first time, um, on a, on a, on a real level, personal level. Galron really, uh, you know, really is a great, uh, Robert O'Reilly, great, great character actor there. Great, yeah, uh, yeah. great job. Those eyes, man. He was, uh, he really sold, uh, sold, uh, scary. Sold, uh, he's scary. He's a scary he, dude, Galron. He is a scary dude. Yeah. Those eyes are pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so redemption was great. Yeah. Like I said, so Yar's back, Warf resigns, taken, um, Taken by the Duras, actually, before the cliffhanger. Am I am I right or wrong? Uh, no, I'm sorry. You're right. No, that, that was in the no. second. That was in the yeah. redemption part two. Yeah. Okay, so he just resigned his commission to Picard and then uh, took off to fight. You're right. That's right. Oh, with his brother, of course, with Kern as well. Yep. So yep. Kern was uh, was there. Um, and yeah, they end up, he ends up on Kern's ship. But uh, yeah. just, just I mean, just just a great, great episode. Great uh, next-gen episode. Great Klingon episode. Great finale. Great cliffhanger. Agreed. Anything to add there? You want to jump right into your four? Uh my four is Best of Both Worlds, part one. Oh, that's your four. Okay. I know. Wow. I know. I know. All right. I know. I can- oh, man. I'm so I know. Now. This is, this is uh, probably controversial. It's not higher up there, but um, I'll, 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 oh, man, I'll tell you one word 
that uh, that keeps it from being higher for me. Shelby. Oh. Ugh. Smug. You don't like Shelby. Smug. Ugh. I Honestly, like the, we're not supposed to like her. And well, that's the thing. But I really don't. I really like. I want. Oh, you even know, after uh, knowing what happens in Beth the Boat's World, Beth the Boat's World's Part Two, and what's happened, what happening? Final uh, New Frontier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I just. Uh, I mean, I, I, no, I'm, 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 I'm just judging her in this episode. To be clear, then, then, then um, you have a very valid point. You did yeah. anyway, but now she, it's more valid. I mean. She's just like the 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 smuggest, like hmm. just oh god. I mean, she just dresses down Riker at every fucking turn, like for no good reason, like at all. Um, just just to you know, just to just to make uh, tension, um, dramatic way. tension. What's that? He's in her way, as she so uh, yeah, hard hard yeah. put it right. Exactly, but I mean, he's not really like this is his ship. I mean. You know, it's Picard ship, but yeah, I don't know. I I, I won't. I won't. Uh, this is not. Uh, this is not a feel bad podcast. This is a feel good podcast. So I won't get. I won't get uh, too much more on 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 her. Uh, on her. Well, I'll tell you what, real quick though. She great. Yeah. She it was a great foil for Riker because it really made Riker question whether or not he should have turned down those previous uh, well absolutely. commissions that he was offered. Exactly. He has that great great conversation with uh, Troy, yep. right? In, in uh, ten, ten forwards, forwards like, yeah. what am I doing here? You know, and she's like, dude, if you're happy, be happy, man. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, everyone's saying like, uh, you know, I think Hanson was was the ca- Shelby's captain's name, and and he was talking to Picard. He's like, why, you know, why is Will Riker still here? And Picard's like, yeah, why is Will Riker still here? Why doesn't he have his own commission yet? And then he yeah, brings he's Riker like, in, and he's ass. like, yeah, yeah, and like he brings him in. And he's like, what the hell are you still doing here, Will? <laughs> like, um, and and yeah, like you said, like you know, it it really gets Riker to like forces him to to, to think about this obvious, um you know, roadblock he set up for himself for some reason. Yeah, what was it? The second or third time he he gave up a commission? At least the second. At least, least the second. second. Yeah, yeah, at least. Um, you know, and one cool thing is like when he's having that conversation with Deanna is like he even alludes to the fact that that's like his um his career and, and his and his and his drive to to just um just get make it to the top and, and just just keep going with it is is uh is mm. what was responsible for for ending their relationship before you know the series um he's like i gave up everything and he kind of like and he doesn't even say it but like they kind of know it's a really good piece of uh, acting on both their parts there um no doubt uh yeah so i totally get that yeah that's obviously why shelby's entire purpose in this in these two episodes and it all has a nice payoff by the way in uh, in in part two when he actually does become captain spoiler alert Um, oh yeah See yeah, what he can do. So that was very cool. But uh yeah, I mean, just what a great episode. It's just Borg. It's like just awesome Borg stuff. Um yeah. We were waiting for it. We knew it was yeah. happening at some well, point. Well, they knew they were coming. Uh, one of the one of the plot points is that Starfleet is is not really prepared yet. Uh, even though they know they've been coming for like a year. Or at least I mean, at least half some, a year, right? At least six Yeah, months. I mean it's enough time to come yeah, up with a plan. Yeah, I mean but even Picard, another great part of this episode is Picard is just like in his captain's log and and in some of his conversations with others, he's just like I I I don't know if we have a defense against this enemy. This might be it. This might be it mm. for humanity for the Federation. So yeah. it's pretty uh yeah pretty crazy it's stuff. Crazy. And then of course you know he's captured and uh, he's uh, assimilated. 
Um, wow. Just, I mean, talk about. Uh, I would, I would say this is the best cliffhanger of any Star Trek ever. No doubt right? about it. Right, you agree? It's one of the best cliffhangers of all time. Of all time, yeah. TV, yeah. No doubt about it. Yep. It's in the conversation at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why I that mean, wasn't. Yeah, I mean, uh... Oh, you know what? This is my number two, not three. <laughs> you were supposed to be on four, dude. Wait, four? Yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number four. <laughs> number four. Go, baby, go. Deep Space Nine, season one, in the hands of the prophets. Really? Yeah. I'm loving it. I love that you have more Deep Space Nine on your list. I know. Spoiler alert. Yeah, um, I just this was this was a great. I don't know. It was just a great episode. It was it was a standalone, and I appreciated that about it. But at the same time, it's it really set up uh, more than anything up to that point. I would say the fact that this is going to be really a serialized show, unlike any <clears throat> previous Trek. You know, so yeah, so they really reinforce that this is not the next generation. Um, it's almost kind of a throwback to, to uh, the original series um, hmm. in a way that, uh, you know, DS9 in general is in the way that um, the future is not really utopian. Yes, Earth is a utopia. Uh, yeah. But, you know, in the original series. And then uh, the Federation really kind of is not really there yet, I feel like, then. Um, now it is. The Federation is kind of also kind of that utopian society. But... Uh, the uh but here we're on the you know the edges of of the known trekverse so to speak and in, in out on deep space nine and it's really really drives home that you know this is not utopia um there's a lot like today some things re- religious zealotry and and uh protesting of teaching science in lieu of of uh you know faith and uh you know so because there's a bombing uh at the school and uh on the station the main antagonist here vedic win uh yeah, i think she was right she, yeah she wasn't she wasn't, wasn't kaya i was gonna say right. yeah she she wasn't kaya right. uh no she was not she was running for or we're gonna be running i don't know if it's like an election yeah, or whatever right. but um you know the other vedic the other the other uh would-be kai is is in this episode too and, and he's great he's kind of um like her they're they're perfect foils for each other because she's kind of like a fundamentalist and and he's like much more you know kind of progressive with like uh you it's know science sure. and blah 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 louise flesh yeah so good too let me talk about like you know an actor perfect casting i have that as my note here yeah yeah she's great. uh you hate her hate her absolutely hate her hate um She's so, so speaking she's of smoke. With her, with her silky, soft voice, <laughs> her fake, uh, oh, yeah. God. Oh, yeah, just her, her facade of, of fakeness. Oh. Like, oh. Exactly. <laughs> Love to yeah. hate her. I mean, she was Nurse Ratchet. Exactly. Won an Oscar exactly. Film, so, I mean, yeah. I mean that was, that was, that was uh, inspired casting, really. No doubt about it. Um, but yeah, no, it did a really great sh- job of wrapping up that season and giving us a taste of what's to come with uh, with the kind of conflict we'd be seeing. Uh, and they even teased uh, um, right, um, O'Brien's uh, assistant engineer. Like she actually was yeah. in a couple previous episodes. That's right, she was. made her yeah. betrayal like a little bit more, like you know, um, more like earned. Shattering. Yeah, yeah, li- right. Could yeah. a little more earned. Yeah, totally. Right. Um, and, that, and more to your point uh, before about um, 
you know, this also really set up the political landscape for the rest of the series as far as Bajor is concerned. Um, yes, Because, you know, exactly. really, um, even into the Dominion War, when Bajor is sort of playing the non-aggression role, um, you know, with the with the Dominion, um, like, you know, the, you really uh, set the stage for the politics in this show, um, which were really, really interesting, a really, really cool part of the show. It's something that Cisco kind of had to deal with um, in his tenure as captain, mm-hmm. and uh, certainly mm-hmm. Kira had to deal with it um, yeah. personally yeah. and professionally. Um, so it, this episode really did do a lot of that. Yeah, it was especially yeah. surprising, for example, when uh, Kira says that she supports this Vedic win. Um, everyone's kind of like looking at her like, really? Yeah, she's – God, God bless her. She's so um, she's so pious, right? She's so mm-hmm. like, you know, just willing to believe, um, you know, in, in what she was taught first. Yeah. And then she kind of thinks about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That comes into play in, in the accession too, when um, Richard Lambertini comes out of nowhere and says he's the emissary. He just kind of like starts, you know, sort of buying what he's yeah. selling. All of a sudden, you yeah. know, he, he wants to go back to a caste system. Yep. And she's kind of like, eh, all right, I guess, you know, I guess I'm going to try to be a, a sculptor or whatever she, you know. Right, right. So it's really, I mean, really good job with her character really, there. So this yeah. Is, this is I mean, it just, it just. Really well done. It just really is a, is a, is a great uh, highlight um, among many of, of the series of, of just like how, how, how deep the, uh, the the plotting and the characters go, you know, in the show. Good job. And uh, Rosalind Chow was really good too. Uh, Keiko was really good in this episode. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And she was. And uh, she's always good. She's, yeah, she always was, right? I, I always I always liked her. I mean, she unfortunately, she was written sort of as just, you know, the um, the, the, the Miles nag. Yeah. But really, yeah. really, she, she did more with it than, than she could have. But, but, um, I, I agree. I agree. Um, uh, Miles, like, kind of needed nagging. He was like, I mean, such a such a such a curmudgeon, you know. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> and, and one one of my notes here is uh, about Neela, like coming on to him, and um, and he's like, oh, you know, on 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 your toes, O'Brien. I just like just poor O'Brien. Like he's just <laughs> he's just such a I don't know. He, he's such a he's so grumpy. Like I don't even think like necessarily he has that much reason to be. Uh, but but in this moment, I mean, it it's like it's so great. It's like. You know, he, he feels tempted by the fruit of uh, of another for, right. for a brief moment there. And, uh, yeah, well, he almost banned the Cardassian in the third season, for Christ's sake. <laughs> really? A Cardassian? What? Well, she was hot. I don't remember. Tracy Scoggins. <laughs> I don't remember this. Yeah, remember the remember the, the, the prophecy episode where Trakur's prophecy was coming true and the three Vipers were, were getting onto the station? Oh, yeah, yeah. So the three Vipers ended up being Cardassians, and one of them mistook um, O'Brien's overt aggression towards her as, like, <laughs> Flirting, yeah. which apparently is what the that's almost, uh, male that's uh, Klingon you know, Cardassian yeah. people do. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Anyway. All right. Good job, man. All right, so we're at my number three. Yep. Ready for this one? Yes. Such Sweet Sorrow, part two, baby. Yes. Oh, yes. Discovery, yes. season two finale. This is the freaking Fury Road of Star Trek, of Star Trek episodes. I mean, this is <laughs> a one great, long goddamn great comparison. battle. Yes. Love it. Love yes. it. I mean, Fury Road is just, you know, probably the best movie I've seen in the last 10 years. And uh, oh, certainly the most fun. You know, I, oh, yeah. I, we, we made our lists, actually. Remember we made our list of the top 10 movies of the decade, 2010s? Yeah. Fury Road yeah. was my number one. I remember that. I, I forgot that. Wow. A lot of good ones. But yeah. no, really. So Such Beat Sorrow. One long battle. Great culmination of the whole control storyline, the whole Red Angel, the whole Leland uh, storyline. So frantically paced, but... um. Like like you were you know you you were so excited man my adrenaline was pumping the whole time rewatching this episode mm-hmm. it was so good man so many great moments 
Um, you know, the whole the the, the Spock um Michael relationship was freaking amazing. Um amazing, yeah. Yeah. I mean when she when she gets into position and freaking jets, you know, just jets out into space, you know, and starts just, just shooting her body through the and We oh, follow her. We the, the camera follows right, her like right. it's amazing. so exciting. Oh my so god. So exciting. Yep. And uh and yeah, and she's a, such a gamer, man. Like she is yeah. so good on this show, man. Yeah. I, I I mean we we've talked about her already on this pod so many times, but uh but she's amazing. Um, you know, uh, every aspect of this episode and, you know, the great, great Anson Mount, um, is his final bow on this show as mm-hmm. Captain Pike. Cannot wait to see, um, Strange New Worlds. No. Strange, Strange New Worlds? Yeah, isn't it? Yes, it is. You're right. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. I can't think. wait to see it. All right. Now you have uh, They could have called it, you could have called it, um, Star Trek Pike, 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 Pike. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in. I'm in. Um, <laughs> he was absolutely phenomenal in this series. Talk about casting. Oh, yeah. my. God, amazing. Love him. You know, side him. note, did, I didn't realize because I didn't watch the show. Did you know he was Black Bolt on The Inhumans? No. No, I didn't know I didn't that. Know I didn't watch that either. I was looking through his – I didn't – yeah. I mean, I heard it was, it was it was not that great, so I didn't check it out. Yeah. But uh, looking through his IMDb, I was like, oh, my God. He played – he was on The Inhumans. Who was he? He was Black Bolt. I was like, wow, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah. So, you know, Spock's great in this episode. Um, G- uh, we lose Admiral Jane. She gives mm-hmm. up sacrifices her life in this mm-hmm. episode uh, yeah. to save uh, – Everything that's going on. Great ending to, uh, you know, Leland. Leland dies, um, yeah. I believe. Um, Painfully you know, and uh, thoroughly. Yeah, right. Philippa, right? Yep. Ended up uh, doing him in, right? Oh, she so magnetizes cool. the uh, the uh, the spore uh, chamber, the oh, spore drive chamber, and uh, right. And and all the nanites just 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 explode. They just kind of so pour great. out of him. It's uh, great. Nanites. Yeah, we'll we'll hear about them again at some point on this list. Ooh. Perhaps. Anyway, um, what do I keep doing that? I don't know why. The softer I talk, the more intriguing it is. I guess that, that's what I'm. That's what I'm going for there. But uh, no, nah, just just a, just a great, super 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 fun episode and the cliffhanger. My God, like, um, you know the the unknown of of you know of what was going to happen come season three after they all make that that such emotionally charged decision to uh to follow Michael. Yeah. Um, Great, uh, great ending to the whole Red Angel story arc. We finally get the full culmination of that. We see, um, you know, how that's all resolved. So well done, man. Can't say enough good things about the show and especially about this. This was definitely my favorite episode of the show so far, bar none. Um, Agreed. Not just finales, uh, best, yeah. best episode of the show yep. so far, I think. It's the highest rated IMDb, which I got to say, there's not. This show does not have a high rating on IMDb. I'm confused by that. We've talked about that. Um, but this episode has has an earned uh, 8.7, I think, on IMDb right now. Okay. Um, and this I episode? It'll go up. Yeah. It'll okay. go up as more people watch it, I think. But uh, so much fun. That, that's my, that's my yeah. number three. I think there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of haters. Um, and it's just, you know, it's not what people wanted it to be. And yeah, and that's fine. I mean, they yeah. teach, teach his or her yep. own. But, uh, yep. you know. It's not me. I love it. Not me, baby. What is your number three, kid? I want to hear it. Okay. My number three uh, is number – wait, number three? You are number three, All right. This is the episode of this podcast where I just completely unravel. Um, Luke – Dr. Space has forgotten how to count, ladies and gentlemen, which is is okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. So first of all, yeah. So I did uh, In the Hands of the Prophets. That was number – uh, four, right? That was your four, and then, then I accidentally did best of both worlds for num- my number three, but that was actually number that. that was actually number two. Okay, 
Mystery's still out there. So, so back to number three. <laughs> what is your number three? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to edit this at all. These poor Wait, listeners are going out. to. Yeah. I'm going to help you out. Okay. And now we're going to find out what Luke's number three is. Now, now they're all back. Now they're all with you. Okay. Sorry, everybody. God. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> well, Off the rails. It's one we already talked about. Redemption, part one. Redemption, part one. That's awesome. my number three. Um, yeah. And uh, we, we- From season four. Of season four, episode <laughs> 26. Um, Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. jazz oh god She's redemption so part one baby yeah anyway so we talked we, so we took <laughs> we, wouldn't you be if you were married to Riker for like like freaking like 10 years 10, I mean 20 let alone 5 years would be like too yeah. much yeah after the sex what what is there really the sax the sax the sex and the sax <laughs> can't have them both ooh I disagree. Anyway, yeah, we 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 talked we talked uh, pretty much hit all the points uh, on this one. Great, great episode. Uh, just a political intrigue with with learning more about the uh, the Klingon uh, system of of government and um, yeah, and <laughs> Lursa and Bator and and their punk little nephew. Uh, <laughs> Zoral? No. Uh, Toral? 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 Yeah. Right. Ah, boy, what a, what a he- dumb dumb. He drew um, the short end of that fucking <laughs> DNA stick, didn't he? <laughs> um, but I loved it. Like I loved it, and uh, more than anything, I just uh, the, the the relationship between Picard and Worf in this episode was really a highlight for me. Um, mm. They're just, uh, you know, the beginning. Like Picard comes to his quarters, and he's and he's like, you know, practicing with his uh, batleth, I think, in his like kimono. Um, not kimono. I'm sorry. That's completely <laughs> sleeping not, garb. Yeah, <laughs> the karate, the uh, pajamas, the karate uh, pajamas, um, the gi or whatever it's called. Gi. Yes, thank you. Yeah. So he comes in and and, and Morph's like, oh, sorry. You know, I'll, I'll I'll get back my uniform and come to the bridge. And and uh, he's like, no, no, no. I'm not here as your captain. I'm I'm here as your friend. So that was really cool. And you and you get really got to see like so so much of a another side of Worf. Um, you know that we've seen before, but but just all of it. Um. You know, usually he's the guy screaming on, on or not, not screaming, but just yelling loudly. <laughs> oh, he screams on the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so it was, it was a great character study on him, on his, uh, you know, his background with his family and 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 how his uh, his father was, um, you know, disgraced and framed um, by the uh, the high council and, oh, like I said, a lot of politics. Him. What's that? I mean, right. I mean, he, 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 he did it pretty much. Like he, he, he accepted this accommodation. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. and then, um, you know, Picard's like, Hey, isn't it about time that, you know, we get this thing cleared up. Right. 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 Isn't that what the, the, yeah. The, yeah. The, Picard's like, it's time. And just it, the isn't time. Right? Yeah. And, 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 uh, Worf is like, uh, you know, I'm not ready. It's not the time. And, uh, you know, as the episode goes on, he, uh, he's forced into realizing like it, now is exactly the time. So. Well, you had leverage. Over, uh, right. Over Gowron. Over Gowron, yeah. Yeah, smart. Yeah, like you said. Very politics, smart. Man. Very, very cool politics. Um, no doubt. So, yeah. That's my number three. So, yeah. So, my number two. Um, Scorpion, part one. Yes. Voyager. I mean, at first I was surprised that this 
was so high on my list after I kind of was moving things around that I was like, why? Why am I surprised? This episode is freaking amazing. Okay. The best, probably the best cold open in Star Trek history. Okay. Remind me. Open on a shot of, uh, I, I want to say two Borg ships. We are the Borg. Resistance, they just get destroyed. Wow. Go to, go to titles. Oh, nice. The Borg, two cubes just get blown up just like that. Wow. Like, I remember I, that. That's great. That was such a cool cold open. I was like, wow. Yeah. This is freaking crazy. What's going on? Then you get into it, and then like all of a sudden, Voyager's going through, and they detect Borg cubes, and the Borg, how many Borg? It was like nine cubes, and they're like, and Jakulti's like, oh my God. And they're like, they're pretty much like, well, that's it. We're dead. We're boned, you know? And then they just pass them. They don't even bother them. They just fly right by them, and Voyager just get caught in their wake as they're flying by. Whoa. So there's this whole, like, what is going on? Yeah. Obviously, we learned about species 8472. Uh, no, eight, eight, and, uh, you know, the border at war with these, you know, uh, fluidic space creatures. And it's, mm-hmm. oh my God, what a great episode, man. Yeah. This is this was the beginning of Voyager's love affair with the Borg. Um, you know, Janeway ended up being the authority on the Borg. Um, probably oh. Trek lore even more so than than Picard did actually. Yeah, that, um, that's, that's true. Yeah, I feel like she point. ended up being like the expert uh, yeah. on the Borg by the end of the by the end of her run, the right. end of her run. But uh, such a great episode. Um, you know, her and Chakotay are at odds as far as you know how to play it. You know, uh, Janeway's playing this dangerous game where she's gonna she's gonna side with the Borg. They're gonna make it a quick alliance with the Borg hmm. when they realize that species eight four seven two is more of a threat than the Borg are. Right, crazy. You know, Harry Kim, what great creature design, great creature design. Um, you know, the effects look a little dated now, but they look great then. I think, and they, they still hold up. Um, the CGI on these creatures, where they just pop in and they telepathically tell them, "You're all gonna die." Um, I have to rewatch this. The reveal that the Borg attacked them, they entered fluidic space to assimilate them, and they're the ones who um, started the war, much like the uh, the Equinox episode, really, now that I think yeah, about it. right. Um, but uh, their DNA is just too dense to be assimilated. Like, I love it. Like, the Borg, the, 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 their cells fight off the Borg nanoprobes. They can't even get in there. Nice. Um, oh, it's, it's so cool. So, so cool. Such a, an original idea. Um, to make, you know, someone even more threatening. The Borg would be enough, you know, but then you have this, this new species that really, uh, really are badass. Um, my only, my only hang up with the new species is their catchphrase is not as cool as, um, resistance is futile. It's, uh, the weak will perish, you know, which is clearly <laughs> a knockoff of resistance is futile, you know. Right. But, you know, beginning of the end for, uh, Kess, actually, which is a little, uh, bittersweet. I, I really liked Kess on the show. I yeah, I did too. Was, uh, a cool character, um, but uh, you know, move over bacon because there's something meatier. Um, <laughs> so uh, we see seven of nine. We meet seven of nine for the first time. Um, I mean, everything's really going on for Voyager in this show. This for me is where Voyager really took off, not on an emotional level. I've been, yeah. I've, I've, I've been with Voyager since you know day one. You know, you emotionally, yeah. oh my god, they got to get home. Um, but this is where the show really took off as far as kickassness is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, they upped their game with Scorpion Part One, and I really think that uh, um, a big part of that was the music too. This there was a killer, killer soundtrack to this uh, this episode. Really, the, um, the, the dun, 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 it was just so well done. Oh yeah, um, yeah, love everything nice. about it. Great cliffhanger too. Janeway is uh, and Tuvok beam onto the Borg ship because they agreed as part of the truce to work on the Borg ship. You know, they're with this fleet, and then the whole fleet gets destroyed. Uh, the Borg cube that was uh, tracking them. Um, 
that was with them uh, jumps in the way and saves them from being destroyed. And like the, the end of the episode, I believe, like uh, you know, they're just adrift. And like you know, what the hell is going to happen in, in uh, season five? I'm sorry, season four. So it was uh, just a really, really kick-ass episode. Um, so cool, especially um, the callback in the the um, opener to the conversation that uh, Chakotay and Janeway had. Uh, the great parable about the uh, the scorpion, um, the oh. fable, I should say, about the scorpion and the I want to say the, and the toad, frog, the frog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything firing on all cylinders. Great episode. That's why it's my number two. Love it. So cool. So cool. Um, okay. Well, uh, I jumped the gun uh, before, so I am at my number one. I beat you. Even you though- did beat me. God. So just to recap, <laughs> so his number two was Best of Both Worlds, part one. Correct. Correct. Which makes a lot more sense in my world. Um, but uh, I thought it was number four. I it was number four. I was like, wow. <laughs> I promise. I promise. I promise I, promise I will number my- Top 10 list from now on. And that's a doctor's promise. <laughs> it is. Dead, dead air. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually, a, that was actually a, a takeoff on an American uh, dad joke about that being a skier's <laughs> promise. So for anyone who got that without me saying it, you are my new hero. You win. Number one, baby. I'm sorry. I took away from Number you. one. Such sweet sorrow. Discovery. Oh, yeah. Okay. Season two. Very good. Now I know this is this this is probably very controversial and uh, just kind of a little bit of a heresy here to pick Discovery as my number one, but uh, number one anything out of out of the rest of Trek. But Jesus Christ, this episode just blew me away. Just I mean we we talked about it already. It's just, obviously you feel the same way. Insane um, fun. Just just nonstop. Um, even so, so obviously we have this big space battle with, uh, section 31 and discovery and the enterprise, uh, and some other, some other ships. Um, but you know, so th- that, that's pretty wild, but then also, you know, inside the ships, just people running around, uh, they're, they're trying to build, um, Burnham's, uh, uh, the angel, suit mm. for her to, to um so she could actually open the, the wormhole um <clears throat> uh they're just like they're like 3d printing it and just like putting it together and, and and everyone's yelling at each other and saying no don't do that do this you gotta do this and it's just like really it's really um really great uh direction um i gotta say just just with all these people just in seeming chaos but also you know what's happening in every shot. I, editing too, right? I mean, that, that's 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 yeah. huge. Yep, editing as well. Really Absolutely. making it coherent. It's such a great yeah. job. So yeah, the, the whole season was was really a wild, pretty wild story and and, and plotting. Um, and this was just like perfect conclusion to all of it. You know, it, it was a little bit convoluted, everything like over the season, like the whole story. But uh, but I mean, they just took the, this series just it went for took it, a plunge. Man. They just totally, took the plunge. Totally went for and, it, and they took the entire. You know, the, the just they took everyone with it, and uh, you either were on board or or, or totally not. Um, and I was I was totally there for it. So much fun! And then when the when the when the, when the, the, the what's it, the queen joins the battle at one point, yes. like and you know sort of saves the day yep. there. Like it's sort of it was sort of like a, just everyone coming together, you know, for this. Uh, yeah, almost and then like yeah, and uh, of the first two seasons really, and the Kelpians, Saru's oh, the sister. Kelpians, of course. Um, they show up because uh, now they're. Now they've they've had their eyes open to um to the universe and and to uh, their captors. They're uh, basically their their slave masters. Um, I forget the 
name of their species on their planet, but uh, right, right. But they have they they have their all their technology, and in the matter of, you know, not very long at all, they appear <laughs> to have mastered their like, you know, their 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 fighter craft and, and <laughs> right. uh, warp and and everything. It's, it's quick, just quick wild. Partners. Yeah. So um, just. Yeah, you know, everything between Burnham and Spock, like like we touched on before, um, uh, how they figure out at the end, like why she can't open the wormhole and to make the final jump into the future, mm. um, it's because she has to do the remaining. Uh, she has to go back in time and 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 create the signals that they've been following all season. I love it. Um, the return the I mean, that stuff. was that was a great, great like you know time travel uh, kind of. Uh, logic storyline there yeah, yeah yeah exactly totally yeah just the fact that uh they're going into the future forever crazy it's mind-boggling like the creators just, alluded just, to that right at some point like they alluded to like maybe not like them going in the future but they alluded to like hey at some point this will be more canonical than you think it is like yes right yes. i know they, they were they exactly he's that and i guess at some yep. point you might you thought i mean they certainly did that by um making the spore drive a secret right that was part of it right Right. Earlier on, I believe that was the, the, yeah. one, right? Yeah, it's always been top secret, yeah. Right. Um Yeah, so at the end of this episode when 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 they, you know, Burnham and and the discovery uh disappear into the wormhole, um you know, pre- presumably to the future. Um you know, they have a whole wrap up of uh everyone who's left behind including Spock and uh uh Pike. I think Pike, oh, yeah, yeah, and number uh, one. and number 1. Yep. yep. Um, just, uh, you know, debriefing Starfleet and, uh, Spock basically proposing that in order to not interfere with, with, uh, with history, in this case, their future history, um, they needed to basically classify everything, uh, the spore drive, um, you know, the, the, the wormhole and, um, the red angel, everything. So brilliant. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a little too neat, I think. Um, I remember feeling that way at the time, but again, like I said before, I'm just here for it. Like it just, I think it, 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 it was a great way to, like you said, like, just kind of be like, yeah, how come we never heard of Spock's sister? How, how did he never, ever mentioned or, or, um, you know, Sarek or Amanda ever mentioning yeah. that they had a, a, an adopted daughter or a sport drive um, or, you know, yeah, right. Right. All this stuff. Yeah. yeah obviously the sport drive. Yeah. To get, to get to where this finale took us and for the uh preceding season uh season three it was just uh it was just wild and it was it was, it was great <laughs> i loved every so every minute fun. of it i want to i want to uh end on uh pike's uh quote from pike when they're like all right burnham's out she's uh trying to get to the point where she can make the jump and uh you know he's like all right we're gonna we gotta make a path for her we gotta you know protect her cocoon her um, and he says, this is Starfleet, get it done. Ah, and it was just, uh, it's just, it was just great. Great. So great. So that's my number one. Awesome. My number one. I think, you know, it. best of both worlds. Of course. Part one. I mean, obviously. Yes. It, 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 it's not going to be my number 11. So it definitely had to be my number one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, look, you said some great things about this, about this episode. Um, I, you know, it's funny I mentioned the nanites before. I just remember Wesley, like, like that was one of the really cool callback suggestions on what to do about the Borg. Um, introduce nanites to their uh, their species and let the nanites do their right, job. Right, right. You know that would have taken. Oh, so he meant. Oh, okay. I yeah, I didn't say, remember that. Was, that um... uh, Crusher uh, brought that up in in the meeting. 
Anyway, it's, yeah. yeah. So wait, Wesley or or no? Or I think it was uh, Beverly. Dar- uh, Beverly. I, th- I think brought it up. Um, okay, yeah. I thought I thought you said Wesley. You know what? Wesley was the one who said they made the deflector dish. So I got confused looking at both of them in the okay. conference room. <laughs> but uh, okay. while we're talking about that, that's a cool thing, right? Let's let's talk about yeah. something we never yeah. really saw a use for on the show. What a great idea to make that like, okay, the only way we can channel enough power to do this is through the main deflector dish, which is, oh, apparently that's that yeah. big thing that we've been looking at the whole time and didn't know what it really was. <laughs> right, so right. that's really cool. That's yeah. a cool little idea. That is cool. Have. Definitely. And it also is believable enough where you think it might work, which is the key to making this cliffhanger work. So, I mean, yes. there are even rumors yes. that like, I don't remember hearing this when I was watching it live, but that, you know, there was no certainty that Patrick Stewart was coming back for for the fourth season. So, that right? So, you know, it is completely believable that this was going to kill Picard. They were going to make a bold move. Riker was going to be captain and they were going to kill Patrick Stewart off the show. That's absolutely wild. I can't even imagine. I can't either. But I, I have read that before that that was sort of a possibility. So either way, I mean, one of the best cut to black moments of all time in TV mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the camera moving, you know, moving right up to Riker's face past Shelby fire. I mean, like, come on. Like, like yeah. I've watched this with people who hated Star Trek and they were like, what the, what, what happens? Like, and they were so into it. Like, <laughs> like, this is like, you know, this is this for a while. This was on, you know, greatest uh, 25 greatest moments in TV history for a while. Um, you know, this really, this was an impactful episode. This put, yeah. um, this really put the show on the map, I think more than anything else. Yeah, um, I think so. This show always had a fervent following, and uh, even in syndication, had millions of people watching it. Uh, I remember hearing about, also reading about, if this was on a, a regular um, network with Nielsen ratings, it would have been top ten every week based on how many people were watching this in syndication. Mm. But um, right. I mean, yeah. So everything about it. So I, I obviously I hated Shelby um, when I first saw it, <laughs> um, but I can't help but love her from episode the second episode of this uh, cliffhanger and from the New Frontier novels, like. Yeah, I love Shelby. You know, <laughs> right? Um, so right. I, I can't. Uh, if, if if you don't know, um, the New Frontier novels by Peter David, really, really great stuff. You know, a new captain, new ship. But there's some. You know, uh, Shelby um, is you know the first officer on that on the, in that book, and uh, you know, yeah. Ashley Judd's character, blah blah blah. From uh, you know, Robin Leffler's on there, so it's a fun series yeah. to what, read. Anyway, good stuff. Check it out, Peter David. Um, no, so so I I like her. You know. Um, yeah. So yeah. So you have that. You got the one of the best cliffhangers in TV history. You got Riker, who's you know now has to step up. You know they've lost Picard. You know even Worf sounded like a whiny kid. He is a Borg. You know he was like you know he couldn't handle it. They were just <laughs> yes. like yes. It's just crazy. Um, yeah. You know when they find um, you know he turns around when Crusher sees him turn around. He's a fucking Borg. You're just like oh what the fuck. You're blown away. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it blown it's away. Crazy, exactly. crazy, yeah. crazy episode. Set the stage for all yeah. future cliffhangers um, in in Star Trek. Um, I mean, they did all they could to top it in Redemption, and you know, as good as that cliffhanger was, in my opinion, still wasn't as good as when it cuts to black and it says "to be continued." Um, man, good stuff, no. great stuff. Best of both worlds. Nothing, nothing could beat. Might nothing even beats it. Still be the benchmark um, for um, for for a uh, cliffhanger on TV. So well done. So well done. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yep, and that's my uh, that's Love my it. number one. You got anything else to say about that, Chipper? Um, Jordy does a really sweet roll <laughs> out of vacu- when, when they evacuate engineering. He does. He lets everybody out first. Yeah, cool it yep. leak. Right. Yep. Right. He does a little little roll, not a shoulder roll, mind you. 
Yeah, no, it's just a, a little bit of a somersault. Just a roll. I think he might have waited a couple extra seconds. Oh, to you're right. Cooler, yeah. But he kind of went flat down and kind of yeah. sort of vertically rolled. That's right. That's right. Or horizontally yeah. rolled, I should say. You're but, right. You're right. But yeah. you're right. You're right. Joe Jordy got a little got a little physical there. I like that. It's pretty sweet. It's good stuff. So yeah, so that's that's all we got for you this week. Uh, that's all. Two hours later. That's it. You guys happy? I really hope you stuck with us, man. Um, if you did, we really appreciate it. Let us know how we're doing, please. You could always hit us up at STWARP10. At STWARP10. Give us your top 10 finales. Um, let us know what you like about the podcast, what you don't like about the podcast. Uh, we want to hear. All right. And, uh, and yeah, next time we got a, we got a good one coming at you. We are, we're going to do the, uh, the top 10, uh, next generation season eight tweets. That's right. You heard me right. Season eight <laughs> tweets. If you don't know what we're talking about, most of you probably do. Uh, if you don't know, we uh, will explain uh, next time. So uh, definitely give us a listen. It's going to be fun. Luke, man, that's all I got. What do you got? That's it. I'm, I'm done. That's it. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Thanks, everybody, for listening, really. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. We really appreciate it. And we hope you have fun. And we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Right. Right. Bye.